across the UK, online and on DAB. A new kind of talk radio. We'll get you talking. Talk radio. Hello, dear listener. Thank you, Ash. Thank you, Johnny. Boy, they have it so hot in here. It's like a sauna, for crying out loud. Um, I was going to say busy show tonight. I've got literally no idea what we're doing. I know at one point we're going to have um, Cass Elliott's daughter on, but up until then... It's kind of up to you guys. I'll give out the phone number after we get the latest news. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Take a far out trip into the twilight zone of late night radio with Ian Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, I'm not the kind to kiss and tell, but I've been seen with fire up. I've never been with anything less than a nine. So fine, I've been on fire with Sally Field, gone past with a girl named Bo. But somehow they just don't end up as mine. It's a death-defying life I lead. I take my chances. I die for a living in the movies and TV But the hardest thing I ever do Is watch my leading ladies Kiss some other guy while I'm bandaging my knee I might fall from a tall building I might roll a brand new car Cause I'm the unknown stuntman That made Redford such a star Never spent much time in school, but I told ladies plenty. It's true, I hire my body out for pay. Hey, hey, I've gotten burned over Cheryl Teague's blown up for Rocky Welch. But when I wind up in the hay, it's only hay. Hey, hey, I might jump an open drawbridge or Tarzan from a vine. Cause I'm the unknown stuff. Makes Eastwood look so fine. Let's be having you, Kyle. Good evening. Kyle, the show has not even started, and you're doing your best to sabotage it. I'm out of breath, and all I've done is listen to a song. That's how unfit I am, Kyle. All I've done... It sounds a bit boxy again, but it doesn't matter. Mm. All I've done is listen to a song, Kyle... And I am out of breath already. This is outrageous. Nice, you eggs, that. Busy show tonight, Kyle. Very, oh. very busy show tonight. I'm going to tell you why. 12.30, we've got um, Owen Elliott. She's Mama Cass's daughter coming on the show. Uh, we, I, I've interviewed her before. She's just a delight with stories about her mum and just all the... You know, she used to like hang out with David Crosby and Graham Nash and all these rock stars. Eric Clapton when she was like three. Imagine that. Let's, here's what we're going to do. The most famous person you met as a child. I'll tell you mine. I'll tell you mine, Kyle, and we're trying to get him on the show. Mm-hmm. Tom Baker. <gasps> Tom Baker. I was five years old. Tom Baker. I went to Television Centre. Tom Baker, the best Doctor Who, was dressed up in his full Doctor Who outfit. It was in what they used to call a crash bar at the BBC, which was just like basically where you get coffee and stuff. Tom Baker, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand, the best person you met as a child. I'm not interested above the age of seven. 
Um, Tom Baker, in his full Doctor Who gear, they were filming um, a, a, an episode called Robots of Death, right? So there are a couple mm-hmm. of these Robots of Death around. And my dad, I would never have gone and spoken to Doctor Who, but my dad said, here, go and speak to the Doctor! So, so I, went and I went up to, to Tom Baker, and Tom Baker went, hello, what's your name? I went, it's Ian. Do you get scared watching Doctor Who? Yes. Do you hide behind the sofa? Yes. Good. So do I. <laughs> and then he said, I haven't got any jelly babies, but he gave me a packet of two sugar cubes. That's not bad. The best doctor... And I forgot to look for that book. If anybody, the vibers just, just, the vibers just appeared. My antenna has picked it up. The best autobiography of all time is Tom Baker's autobiography, right? He tells a brilliant story. They filmed... There was a really good episode of Doctor Who going out, right? And he was somewhere up north on a Saturday night. He was drunk. He liked to drink. He'd had a few bevvies, right? And Doctor Who, I think, was on at 5.15 on a Saturday night, and he really wanted to see this episode of Doctor Who. So he just knocked on... And he was, like, one of the most famous people in the the country. So he just knocked on a door in a street, and the bloke comes and he said, "Uh, Hello, I don't suppose you have children. And the bloke went, Flipping it, you're Doctor Who! He said, yeah, can I come in and watch, can I come in and watch Doctor Who? And the dad, it was like a dad, he went, ah, uh, uh, yeah, sure. And he went in, and there were, he tells this story brilliantly, there were two little kids on the sofa watching Doctor Who, and he just went and sat beside them and didn't say anything. And about halfway through it, they looked up and then went, blimey! It, it's such a good book, I've got to dig that book out for you. Anyway, Carl, what the hell do you want? Well, I've got a signed copy of that book if you ought to borrow it. Um, I, I think I've got a copy somewhere. If not, I'm sure I can get it on eBay. For, you can buy... Here's the thing, guys. You can buy, on Amazon, CDs and books for a penny. Sounds like a bargain, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. It's not. Because then you've got to pay pound twenty-eight for postage. Even if you get them from the same company, you've still got to pay pound twenty-eight postage for each CD or each book. That's where they make their profit. That's how I used to make the profit when I sold things on eBay. Whack up the postage a little bit. 50 pence here. It all adds up, Kyle. You're not allowed to do that, are you? Oh. Well, would you like to know what I was ringing you about? Yes, please, boss. Right, so a while ago, I think it was you that I spoke to. I can't imagine who else it would be. uh, That I had a a Heidi High outfit. It was you. Yeah, you told me you had a Heidi High outfit, yeah. Yeah, I've still, I've still not worn it, but uh, I was a bit bored. Uh, well, do you not, would you not wear it and pretend to be, um... Who was the fella? Who was the fella talk like that? And hide it high, talk like that? And, well, well, Miss Cathcart, I don't think... Who was the, fe- who was the main fella? Ah, oh, talk like that. Who ran... Who Jeff- ran? Jeffrey Furbrother. That's the fella, yeah, he ran Heidi High. And then didn't he didn't die? He? Didn't he die young? Yeah, he died in his fought his lung cancer. Blimey, isn't that sad? Yeah, yeah. Well, you've really, you're really bringing us on Sorry. a downer. You, you've covered lung cancer. We've not, <clears throat> we've not even got to Merle Haggard yet. Don't get me started on Merle Haggard. Mm-hmm. Anyway, Carl, please, get to the point. Well, I was just going to say that I was looking around what else I had in my house that I could uh, dress up in, parade up and down in, just to amuse myself. Who the hell along. is Ginger Baker? Tom Baker! <laughs> <laughs> and, uh I, I was just going to say, I've uh, I actually dug out my uh, hard helmet while I'm listening to you, and uh, my high-vis jacket. What, what, so. you, what, are you in the village people or something? What's going on? Why have you got loads of perverts' outfits? 
<laughs> That's what they are, Kyle. They're perverts' outfits. I've got some. I've got some Mexican wrestling masks as well. Is that perverted? Here's the thing, right? Here's the oh. thing. Dressing up in the bedroom. It's uh, hey, listen, man. It, it's all groovy. But at what point do you go? You know this sex we're having. Well, why don't I dress up as a builder, and you dress up as a schoolgirl, and uh, then that will make the sex even better. Whoa. I mean, I'm all for that. But how do you introduce that conversation? How do you introduce that conversation into the the bedroom arena? Well, do you never, you know, do you so, never, like, for the mood, do you not, like, pop a pair of headphones on and say, look, I'll just do a link? Do you not do that to get her in the mood? Oh, like, thank you, Carl. Thank you very much indeed. It, 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 here we go. Here we go, guys. Here's the self-deprecating gag number one. No, because when I do that, everybody gets turned off. C- kind of. Kind of. There's something going. There's something there. There's something there. Um, speaking of something there, it's Gatford. Hello, Gatford. Good evening, my friend. Good evening. Um, yes. Uh, you're trending on Periscope. I don't know what that means. You can watch the okay. show, by the way, on Periscope. Periscope.tv forward slash I-A-I-N-L-E-E. I don't know what trending on Periscope means. It means that um, you're popular again. When I, t- I, I turned on the Periscope, I looked away for a second, and then I looked back. We had 280 people watching. We're down to 180. Wow, we lost 100 people. 100 people. Wow, this is trending. This is rubbish. This yeah, is well, rubbish. I, 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 I don't know why. I met Daley Thompson when I was a child <sighs> because I won the Wellington boot throwing competition at school. And did, he presented the prize. Do, uh, this is the thing. Uh, the, the, wasn't the tossing the Wellington boot, wasn't that an Olympic sport for a while? I'm not sure. I genuinely, th- I that- genuinely think it was. <sighs> Surely tossing the cave would be more appropriate. That Highland Games, mate. Yeah, um, exactly. There was also uh, there was also, and this was a genuine this was a genuine sport, right? This actually yeah. happened. Tossing the cowpat, genuine really? sport, genuine actual sport. You would get a cowpat, a solid cowpat that had dried in the sun, and you would toss it like a frisbee. Actual sport. Wow. I've um, started listening to a band that I previously dismissed. Okay. It dismissed. Um, you like you know, what? The Smiths? No, 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 no. I, I do like Smiths. But I previously dismissed Deep Purple as Smoke on a Water. S- as what? Um, the Smoke on the Water rubbish. Smoke on you know, the Water, down, yes, down, yes, yes. Down, down. Um, what's, I... that song, what's that song about? Drugs? No, it's about, and we'll get one of oh, the people... Down we'll a, get one of the trouble. people who is inv- who is in the story of that song on this show one day, Mr Howard Kalen it's about um, a pop festival I think in Montreux and Frank Zappa's uh, equipment caught fire on stage and burnt the venue down yes he is, Frank Zappa and the mothers and uh, the the, the venue burnt down due to dodgy wiring, I think in uh, Frank Zappa's um, uh, Marshall stack but I will have to get clarification of that from Mr Howard Kalen if he ever ever gives us a, a, a date for coming on this bloody show those damn stoner american 60s pop stars but uh, yeah deep purple been loving the um loving the um harm, you know the uh the music well that's a that's a great call gatford I, I i really appreciate that so that gatford's been listening to deep purple that that's what have we learned from the show so far today we've learned that gatford has been listening to deep purple <gasps> Never. yes hey i've just had an email um Oh, can I just show off for a moment? I've literally just had an email pop up. Shall I tell you who the email's from, Geeky Girl? Go on, who is it? Only a Mr James Dale. Ooh! I sent Jim Dale an email, because Jim Dale, right, is the, he was on last night's show, last night's podcast. It was wonderful. I'm going to say it. 
The second best interview I've ever done in my career. The second best interview I've ever done in my 16 and a half year career, right? And he emailed Kath to say, thank you so much. I really enjoyed that. Thanks for having me on. What a gentleman, right? So I emailed, emailed him saying... Thank you so much for coming on. It was a real thrill. We had lots of nice feedback, and I was grinning like a loon for the whole thing. Thank you. Literally, just popped up. Ian, thank you, Ian. A joy, joy in capitals, he's shouting it, for me to talk with you. It flowed so smoothly, I loved every minute. That's what happens when you're in the hands of a pro interviewer. Congrats on all your success. Best, Jim Dale. Ladies and gentlemen, Jim Dale has just sent me an email. Thank you very much indeed, James. Thank you, James. And I'm now going to bombard him with um, pictures of my genitals. That's, that's... (laughs) What I'm going to do might be crossing the line, Ian. It might, it might be, but we don't know. So often those lines are invisible, aren't they? And we just don't know until we've crossed it whether it is a line or not. So I'm going to, I'm going to take a punt. Do you know what I, I, I was thinking today when I was sat talking to Ian Hislop at a private eye lunch? I thought, oh. uh, yeah, I've not taken enough risks in my life, and I think maybe sending Jim one of those pictures is a risk that's worth taking. <laughs> I really do. Wow. Yep. Well, it's your call. It's what, your call. What have you got to say? Well, uh, I don't know if I'm a few years too late here, but what is it with people dressing up their dogs? Oh, I don't get it. I don't, I don't, I don't like, um, I once, when I was still a vegetarian, um, I was on Big Brother's bit on the side or whatever it was, it was when George uh, Lamb was hosting it, and there were some little um, dogs with clothes on, and they wanted me to hold the dogs, and I said, yeah, I'll hold them, but take them out and I was flipping stupid clothes. It's unethical. <laughs> Apart, the only time you should ever dress an animal is when it's a monkey dressed as a bellboy, and he's got, um, like a tray of drinks stapled to his hand. That's the only... Exactly. That's the only time I want to see animals wearing clothes. Well, I'll tell you what I saw today. Yeah, go on. on, Um, I mean, okay, it was quite windy. Um, Down by the sea in Brighton, on the coast. It was very windy and cold, so the lady said, oh, yeah, we just put his clothes on for that. But it was was not just a vest. It was... It had a hood. Never. Never. It had a hoodie yeah. and a Diamante skull and crossbones on the back. Oy. When did and when did the skull and crossbones become a fashion thing? You see, like um, normal people, obviously they're not normal. They're obviously deranged, but Absolutely. they wear like scarves with skull and crossbones on, or jumpers with skull. But it's like, what, what, it's a pir- it's piracy. I think that came back in a little bit with the emos about ten years ago. Suddenly, no, he died. Him. He died. Did he fell off the roof fixing his aerial? <laughs> You're thinking of emu. Oh, you. Sorry, I thought yes. I thought you were talking about Rod Hull and emu. <laughs> no. No, no, okay. the emos because they're emotional teenagers. Because yeah. teenagers never were emotional before. No, emos. no, 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 no. The thing about I've, I've, the emos basically goth, isn't it? It's, it's, it's the 21st century they're goth wannabes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I um. I've met goths, and they really are such delightful people. Yeah, I've known yeah. some. I yeah. used to want to be a goth. Have you heard the uh, Divine Comedy song, The Happy Goth? No. Go, tell you what, you've got permission, geeky girl. Nip yeah. off for four minutes, listen to it on YouTube, and then you can come back and let me know what you think. All right. Ha- Ta-ta, The Happy Goth by The Divine Comedy. 0844 499 The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. <laughs> what is it with all this wild man nonsense? They're still playing that. 
and breathe. 0844 499 1000 is the telephone number. So what are we talking about this evening? Well, uh, 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 lots of things have just happened there. So let's let's have a quick recap. Um, dressing animals. Let me write that down. I'm actually writing it down. Dressing animals. Um, famous people you met under the age of 10, let's say. I'm not interested. Famous people under... The, you, the, when you were under the age of 10. Not famous children you met. Although, famous children you met is another one as well, children you met. Um, let's see what Richard has got to uh, contribute to uh, the conversation this evening. Good evening, Richard. Hi, Ian. Um, I actually warned your producer this was a really bad story, but um, oh. the nature of this lonely radio is that I've, I've still got to her. Well, the, uh, the, the, the thing with a brand new radio station, and with I'm going to be honest, Richard, not that many calls. Um, oh, I've, oh, hang on, I've been told I have to do this. Hang on a second. You can text me by texting the word TALK and your message to 87222. Text costs 25 pl- pence plus your standard network rate. Does that get me off the hook now? Does that get me off the hook? Uh, tw- I've 25 done pence that. is quite a high, uh, high uh, entry rate as well. Look. Um, We're still doing what I'm told. Anyway, sorry, sorry. Um, yes. So, uh, I, I did meet a, a celebrity in costume, I think. This is what the story is about, is that I'm not even sure I believe my own story. Well, hang on, um, so you're telling was, a story that you're not sure you even believe yourself. Yeah, so I believed this for, you know, a large point of my life until I was about sort of 17 and I really thought about it myself. I had someone um, who told me at college that they'd met George Harrison from the Beatles. I got them to tell me the story and I said, yeah, that wasn't George Harrison. What would he be doing playing guitar with a hat in front of him at a car boot sale? I just, well, I this just... Is, this is very similar. Is I don't on. believe that uh, the celebrity involved, I'll, I'll keep it, I'll see that um, would be there. Now, when I think about it logically, was it Shola Amma at a car boot sale? Because this is the weird thing. <laughs> it wasn't. No. I have had so many people phoning me up telling me they've seen Shola Amma, who was a, a minor pop star in the nineties, um, doing a car boot sale. If you've seen Shola well, Amma at a car boot sale, you I'm have to believe the, the, the populace. I guess if, if you got multiple reports of it, it's been I don't believe true. anything, especially if it's on the Howard Hughes show. But carry on. Anyway, so um, I was going to set the scene here. The, the year is nineteen ninety-five ish. Um, yeah, I'm I'm five or six years old. Okay, you're actually and, uh, going back uh, in time. Just, just to take you back then. Uh, you carry every, on. I've just, I've just every... broken the studio a little bit. You you carry on. I'm just going down here because I pulled a, a knob off. Carry on. I'm just, right, okay. Everyone in the UK uh, spent their Saturday nights watching uh, Noel's House Party and Gladiators. Yeah. Um, so Noel Noel Edmonds is the most famous man in the world at this point. Yeah. Uh, so famous that he opened a theme park. Uh, Blobbyland or something, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it was in a place called Cricket St. Thomas in the southwest. Yeah. Um, and even though everyone hates uh, Norman Dunn, Mr. Blobby, I, I used to love him as a child. Um, and my parents took me to, to Blobbyland. I never understood. I never, I never got Blobby. Because, you know, Blobby was originally created to be like a really um, bad pastiche of um, like a children's enter- children's puppet. It was like a bad, yeah, see, I, it was I, a bad was joke. A and then everyone... And I just loved him genuinely. But this is the thing, it was, it was supposed to be a bad thing for, for one skit on Noel's house party. It was supposed to be obviously be a rubbish, you know, man in an outfit, kind of a bungle type affair, but even worse. But everyone in the country, every, it was like... It was like in the remake of Invasion of the Body Snatchers when everyone's like turning into these zombies and, and then Lennon, even Lennon and Moyes are zombie. You're going, but it's rubbish, right? It's obviously rubbish. Someone's going, I, oh, I but Blobby's good. Blobby's good. We like Blobby. The, the, the Blobby released a single. He went to um, number flipping one. Just him singing the theme tune over and over again. And I had the tape. 
Um, I, 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 I was Rubbish. a stupid child. Yeah, well, okay. That's, anyway, that's, yep. so my parents took me to Blobbyland, and uh, for years I was convinced that I met Noel Edmonds there. Oh, yeah. Um, and I, I definitely met Mr. Blobby, or a man in a Mr. Blobby suit. Yeah. Um, but for years I was convinced that I met Noel Edmonds there. And but, it was only when I sort of like, I was, I was about to tell someone this story about the time I met Noel Edmonds. But I just thought, why would Noel Edmonds be in his own theme park on, you know, like a but why, Saturday afternoon? Why wouldn't he be? <laughs> why why wouldn't it? What made you think it was the real Edmonds? Well, at this point, he was the most famous man in the world. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to keep repeating that. He was, um, so, so, what, like, as a, as a child, I thought that I'd met Noel Edmonds. And now, thinking back, I don't even know if I met a lookalike. Was I, it, was I it just a black man it. with a beard? I don't even know no, if there was a guy not. who looked at Noel Edmonds there. I just right. thought, like, I just remembered this this memory as me meeting Noel Edmonds. Yeah. I don't, there's no actual reason for me to believe that. Well, uh, okay, I'll tell you what we're going to do. If, if anybody has ever met Noel Edmonds, if they can confirm whether or not he's black, that will be a great start. <laughs> 0844 49. I don't know why you brought that into the story. I personally don't I see that. I didn't say Thanks for, thanks for your call, Richard. I appreciate that. I don't know why you brought that into the, the thing. 2016, I, I don't see colour. He's got a black beard now, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, exactly. Um, so if anyone has ever seen Noel Edmonds, of any ethnicity, 0844-499-1000. I've got to be honest, Catherine, the, who, Catherine Boyle, my producer, who joins me in the studio now. Hi. Uh, that means no phone calls. It don't matter. <laughs> it, don't, it don't matter. It literally don't matter. But um, it's that's got to be um, the the worst twenty four minutes opening of any radio show, let alone one on the fledgling talk radio. I don't know. I've heard some others. Okay. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. So I went to the private eye lunch today. As yeah. you know, I'm socially awkward. Okay. I don't do these things. But I knew Tony Blackburn was going, and I've worked with Tony before. We know Tony a little bit. I don't know him brilliantly, but I know him a little bit. He's a very nice man. And um, I texted him and said, are you still going today? He said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, oh, okay, well, I'll see you there. I, and I said, Tony, I get very nervous at these things. And he replied, don't worry, so do I. Would you like me to wait for you outside? Aww. And I went, yeah, that's the coolest thing. Uh, and so I, it was raining and he was waiting for me outside this really swanky, it wasn't even a restaurant, it was like, it was a club. And when I say club, I don't mean like Cinderella Rockefellers um, or Bambinos. There were no shots when you walked in. No, 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 no. It was like one of those posh private clubs. Like a Sherlock Holmes type club. I don't know what that means. But, but people, where people go and talk about Sherlock Holmes, we no, didn't discuss people, mysteries. Where people sit on their own in high-backed leather chairs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. That was that. But then there was a dining room that we were, we were escorted to. So Tony was waiting for me outside. And we went in, and it was because both of us had been in private eye. Okay. And we went in, and there was, I thought it was going to be huge. I thought there'd be like 60 people there or something. There were 15 of us. Oh. 15 of us, including Ian Hislop. Right. So me and Tony are the first people there. We went in and there were a couple of people from Private Eye and we, we kind of got chatting and then more people came in and I didn't, didn't know anybody. Oh, I knew um, um, Mark Lawson from Radio 4, mm-hmm. formerly of an- another, another person given the elbow from the beep. Uh, and um, we, got, we got chatting and everyone was delightful and we, we sat down and we had the poshest food. The poshest food. Was I, it tiny food yeah. piled up? Uh, well, it was it um it was all right actually. It was good portions. Did you have proper sauce or was it skids? Um, no, it was proper. The, well, the the kind the sauce that uh, that I had for the main was mushy peas, and as oh. you know, I like the mushy peas. I really do. Was it shaped? No, oh. no, no, no. It was it, honestly, it was it was it was quality. Okay, and it had fish on it, and then I had for pudding, I had a mousse. 
and oh, we've got loads of calls. I had a moose, and then I, someone had left the uh, a very nice gentleman called Ben had left his cheese board. And I said, Ben, you're not going to leave that, are you? And he said, Yeah. I said, Well, maybe give me some of that. That's why you were invited to Eva. Yes. And uh, uh, his lot sat at the other end. Mm-hmm. And I thought, oh, he's, we're not going to speak to the star. And then after the main, I saw him say to the people next to him, excuse me, I'm going to go up the other end. Excuse, could, could, we, could we swap seats? And then he wow. went and came and sat, sat next to us. Mm-hmm. And he was, it was weird. And then I was talking to, to Tony and this nice gentleman called Andy. And we're all sort of thinking, well, Ian Hislop has graced us with his presence. Uh, we, and we're kind of waiting for him to join in the conversation. And he's just, do you know what? I don't know what I was expecting from Ian Hislop. He's the sweetest man in the world. Ah, Ian, hello. Uh, the beard. Where did, where, how long have you had that? Are you trying to trick me or something? This was his opening gambit. The beard? How long have you had that? Are you trying to trick me or something? Uh, and then we just chatted about the beard. We chatted about Saville um, and other paedophiles within the BBC. We bitched about the BBC. Um, and then we just talked about... Uh, we talked nonsense. It was a delight. It turns out that social functions, yes, they are toe-curlingly awkward and uncomfortable things to be in. Andrea, Joe and Jamie, stay there. We'll come to you in a minute. I mean, and I, and I hate doing them, but I can do them. I can. Well, you, you did that one, and that's great. Uh, well, yeah, I did that. I don't think I'll be doing any more. Well, I don't think they I'll want be. us to go for drinks, don't they? Here. And I blurted out, oh, well, I'm, I'm contractually obliged to go to drinks here next Thursday. I, I mean, I'll be doing that, but I'll be in and out. But I then blurted, I was trying to be cool, and then I went, my father-in-law thinks it's really cool that I'm here! So sorry. <laughs> like that. And um, he was like, oh, I'm glad you're, glad you're we're helping impress the family. Oh, no, blimey. It's all right. I'm Should sure I, he hears it all the time. I, 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 I'm regretting posing for the selfie with him at the end. Did, did you? Of course I didn't do that. I was, but you was, wish you had. Because I did. It would have been wicked. <laughs> I'll wait for four, four, nine, nine, one thousand. Andrea, Joe and Jamie, say they'll come to you after this. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ah, oh wait, four 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 nine nine one thousand. There was a point to that story, and it's to do with waiting staff. But we'll get to that in a second because we've got our own staff waiting. It's Joe. Good evening, Joe. Hello, Ian. How are you doing? I'm all right, thank you very much indeed. Jolly good. I'm glad the new show's going really well and everything. Is it? Well, it, you know, I, is it going well? I don't know. We're, we're trending on yeah. Periscope. That's all I know. All oh, right. Well, I think it's it's going very well. Well, may God bless and you for that, Joseph. Good. Good to hear you on the airwaves again. Yeah, it's nice, it's nice to be able to feed both the children. That's always a bonus. <laughs> yeah. One was getting very, very thin, but it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, of course, yeah. Right. Mm. Well, I was just wondering, I'm not not anywhere near as good as this as you are, but would you like to play the yes and no game with me, Ian? I would love to. Would you? Of course. Uh, you, you didn't say yes then, did you? Of course I would like to play it. Right, you're not shaking your head or nodding your head. I wouldn't like do that, that's against the rules. That is, I can't see it either. People anyway, are watching on Periscope, so they will uh, be able to tell. No, I've never been on a submarine. Um, now, have Very you claustrophobic. <laughs> have you started oh, no. the clock yet? No, I haven't got a clock. I, I phoned you the other week and said I'm not putting the clocks forward, I'm going back. Are we, still, pl- are we still playing the game? Uh, well, I am. I well, you said yes and no, Joe, in the last... He's asking the questions, he's allowed to oh, say right, both okay. of those words. You keep out of this. I'm Michael Smiles... <laughs> And you're doing an excellent job. Have you had a nice day today? It's been a busy day, although I'm very tired. Have you had something nice for lunch? Of course I have. 
I've started the clock, by the way. You, you did have something nice for lunch. Of course I did. You've got to look after yourself, you know. I had good food. Did you get wind? I haven't had wind for a couple of days. Oh, I have. <laughs> sorry about that. I'm sorry um, to hear that. And yeah, smell I it. So I went to the doctor. I'm sorry to smell that. Do you know what he gave me? You smelt it, you dealt it. I went to the doctors with seriously bad wind problem. Do you know what he gave me? Was it a wind balloon or a cork? No, a kite. Wowzers. I've, I've never been so insulted in all my Outrageous behaviour. Right, I'd change your GP. I'm, I'm really Is your GP Jeffrey the, Cla- Jeffrey the Giraffe from uh, Toys R Us? <laughs> no, I don't think so. I, I can't tell you what I call my GP because it's rude, because he's not very good at diagnosing things. Anyway, we've wandered away from the game, haven't we? I haven't. I th- I, no, I'm still playing. Don't. Yeah, I, I know when I'm beat. Ladies and gentlemen, done. thank you very much. Are you stopping the clock? Um, no, I'm going to set it forward to next Tuesday. I'll tell you why I'm so good at it. I play this with my six-year-old boy, right? And my <laughs> six-year-old boy loved this and loves this. And this is where I got the line from, of course I have. Because that's his answer. He's brilliant at it. Ah, of well, course my, I have. My, yeah, Of course I haven't. She, she says, um, I might be. Or, very, kids very are brilliant. Quiet. And kids find that game hilarious. Here, I'll tell you what, Joe. Shall I do it? Shall I do it on you? Oh, beautiful. Go on, then. <laughs> are, you ready? are you ready to play? I think so. Okay, right. What's your name? Um, Joe. Joe. And whereabouts do you live, Joe? Uh, in Potter's Bar, Hertfordshire. Oh, Potter's Bar. That's co- I, I know Potter's Bar. I had family who lived kind of near there. Um, how long have you lived there for? 23 years. 23 years? About that, yeah. Yay! Thank you very much, Joe. <laughs> and the trick is, guys, it's, it's such a fun game. When I taught it to the boys, they love it and they find it. And it's that. And uh, my eldest does what I was doing there. He just stares into the middle distance. Of course I have. Do you go to school? Of course I do. <laughs> he does that. Um, but the trick, what Joe was doing wrong there, do you know what he was doing wrong when he was questioning me? Every question was a yes-no question. No. You don't do it like that. You slide one in from the side. You, you slide one in from... Steady on, Kath. Did a, actually did a turn to camera there for the Periscope guys. Uh, you do, you, 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 you do, like, you just chat normally. And, and you ask them questions where it's an answer. It's a proper answer they have to give. And then, like, question seven, eight, or nine is a, is a yes or no. And you've, you've relaxed them. Andrea's on the line. Good evening, Andrea. Good evening, Ian. Good evening. What have you got for us today? Uh, somebody I met as a child. Oh, yeah, go on. Uh, I, I met Keith Harrison Orville. Oh, Keith Harrison who? Orville. There we go, ladies and gentlemen. I, 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 I don't want to trump you with my Keith, Keith Harris and Orville story, so let's let's hear yours first. Uh, I, when I was little, my mum and dad took me to see them. Yeah. And I went on stage with them and oh, gave fair... Orville my lollipop because he was crying. Fair play. There we go. She's she's trumped mine totally. Wowzers. How old were you? Uh, six or seven. That must have been the biggest thrill in the world. It was Brill. Uh, what show was it? It was just this uh, a show that was going round. It wasn't a pantomime or anything. It was just Wowzers. they did um, they did a show in Oldham at the Queen Elizabeth Hall. I think it was. And because um, you know that Keith Harris now does like a blue show for the for the adults. He does a raunchy adult um, rude ventriloquism. This is true. This is not even a gag with with Cuddles the monkey and and and. Uh, um, uh, Orville swears and things. Still alive. Oh, Keith Harris has died, hasn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Died, he? he's, doing a, uh, he's doing a blue show. Keith Harris and Merle Haggard, David Bowie, are all together doing a really weird show together. <laughs> 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 he did die, didn't he, Keith Harris? Fair I play. had that moment there where it sort of flickered well, and I thought, mm, yeah. I don't think he does do it anymore. 
I'm not sure enough, well, but I had to say. Well, all I was thinking was Brumanek, he must be good. Yeah, well, I, mean, I, I um, was in the audience of Crackerjack once. Ah. Oh. Uh, no, hang on, guys. I was in the audience of Crackerjack once. Crackerjack. Thank you. <laughs> and um, <laughs> Keith Harris was sat one seat away from me with Cuddles the Monkey doing a piece. And so I was on telly. And someone about seven, no, about 12 years ago, because I was bang at it, got me a tape of that performance. You could see me. Oh. sat and, and I lost the tape. I'm so jealous of both of you. One, because you went to Crackerjack. Crackerjack! And two, because you went up on stage, Andrew. My mum would never let me have a go at that. When they used to say, uh, right, we need some kiddies up here. The thing is, though, the Crackerjack experience was one of the worst experiences of my life. Oh, really? Because I would have been eight. Was it Stu Francis? Stu Francis. And um, I was eight. We were in the third row. We got really good seats. Because my dad worked at the BBC. So good seats for all these things. Behind me, hard kids. Oh. And they kept punching my ear. My right ear is heating up. Even remembering that humiliating evening, I was I was in tears, right? Oh. But I was trying not to cry, so I was stifling the tears. And then the young lady, one of there was one of the, the there two young ladies that were like co-presenters. I don't know if it was Vicky Licorice, but she looked like Vicky Licorice. She had the same teeth. Um, and she saw me crying, and she sort of smiled at me and waved, and that made me feel brave. But he was punching me in the ear. It was like about eleven. Oh, you little. Yeah. And that's why I've, I, 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 I punch 11-year-olds. Oh. I don't. Andrea, thank you for that. I'll wait for four four nine nine one. Nepotism, though, isn't it? It's a, it's a kind of microcosm for society. You you got what David Cameron's getting at the moment. Not at all. Yeah, the kid's punching up. No, 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 not, 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 not at all. What is, David Cameron's getting nothing. David Cameron... He's getting people being snidey about his dad. No, well, I mean... Well, but they weren't getting snidey about my dad. They were punching my ear. It's because you had better seats than them. He was getting snidey about my ear. He was probably being abused at home or something. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, why would you do that? There was trauma going on in his life. I can see that now, but still, that was my ear. Not as much trauma as was going on. It was was humiliated. I was humiliated. That's what it was. It was humiliation. Yeah. Jamie's on the line. Good evening, Jamie. Good evening. How are you? I'm all right, fella. What you got for us? Good, good, good. Um, celebrities that you met when you were a kid. Yeah, here we go. Here I, we go. This I, is um, this is the phone in. I danced to Sharon Davis, you know, the swimmer. Oh, blimey. That's about six. You and were... even at six years old, I remember thinking... Steady. <laughs> Steady. I remember one of my worst jobs I ever had. No, let me, re- let me rephrase that. One of the best jobs I ever had was working in HMV in Slough. It's a B&M now. What passed it the other day? It's a B&M. Um, at one Christmas, right? Worked there for six months. Great. Got a 30% discount. I bought um, the Nick Drake box set and I bought loads of stuff. And, and I, I, I'm going to say it, I nicked loads of stuff. Uh, and what got me through that Christmas, because it was it was miserable, because it was when Robson and Jerome were out. So we had to play the Robson and Jerome album. Oh, I've, I've poor, heard poor that. Thing. It, oh. a mil- I could, it, millions of times I've heard that. I'm really sorry. The one thing that got me through that was there were a display of calendars by the door <laughs> the cover I don't know what, what what year was what year did the Beatles hang on a second I can, I'm going to date this exactly I need to ask Google a question what year did the Beatles release Free as a Bird I'm going to say I'm going to say 1995 or 6 5 or 6 5 or 6 1996 I'm going to say 1996 um, hang on a second hang on a second Hang on a second. Hang on I a mean, second. 
Hang in. Ah, bummer. It was 1995. All right, never mind. I was a year out. So it's 1995. The cover of the Sharon Davis calendar for 1996, for that is what we were selling, was just... It was a sight to behold, Jamie. It was wow. a sight to behold. I'm going to Google that as well. She, she's, quite, she's quite an impressive woman in real life. What, well. So what show did you go on? What, where, how did that happen? It, it was a Radio Lollipop roadshow in the Wicked Centre in Croydon. Of course it was. Course and they had um, this jockey bloke there, I um, can't remember his name. I wasn't interested in him. No. And I won this competition, like, eat, eating a donut without using your hands. Oh, <laughs> mate! Beautiful! <laughs> and my prize was a goodie bag and a dance with Sharon Davis, and it was awesome. That's basically prostitution. Um, I can't find the exact picture, but I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm getting flashbacks to a time where... Uh, yeah. uh, Jamie, listen, excellent stuff. Thank you very much indeed. We are asking. I don't know why, but it's, it seems like a nice thing to do. Celebrities you met when you were a child. I don't want to hear any stories from people who were almost 15. Oh, I'm not interested in that. Well, I want six, seven, eight-year-olds, because it's a weird thing. Celebrity I was afraid to meet, which is weird now, and he came up in the conversation today. Ed Stupot Stewart. Oh. Because he was hosting, like, a, a thing, a brownies thing. And I liked Ed Stupot Stewart, because he used to do... He used to do Cracker Jack. Yes, I think he did. And he did Junior... Junior... Junior Choice. Junior Choice. And I was all set to meet him, all set all set to meet him. And then when we went to meet him, I went, I can't do it! Come on, go and meet Ed Stupot Stewart! I don't want to do it! Go and meet him! Begging on about him! All, all week, go and meet him! And I burst into tears. And I, and my dad did the thing that I sometimes do with my kids, and I try and... Oh, come on then! We're going back to the car! Ruining oh. it for everybody! I don't, don't quite do that, but he did that. And you, uh, um, there's that brilliant passage in his autobiography. You know the passage? About when he met his wife. And she was, what, 14? Yeah. Wowzers. I mean, it, it's... Um, we'll, we'll and he try- was nearly 30, wasn't he? 0844 499 1000. We'll have a look for that while these ads play. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk... So, Ed Stupont, Ed Stupont Stewart, big star, big star. I, I, I walked past him once. People you've walked past. Him. People you've walked past. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. Hugh Laurie. Felicity Kendall. Um, oh, Jeremy Paxman. But I did that thing where I said hello to him, thinking I yeah, knew him, yeah, yeah. and then it was Don't only... Want the story. Don't I got further story. down the corridor, just, I realised it was no, Paxo. No, we're just doing the... We'll, we'll start again. People you've walked past poker. Okay. okay. Um, uh, Ed Stupont Stewart. Jeremy Paxman. Felicity Kendall. Hugh Laurie. David Schwimmer. You! That'll do. So this is from uh, Ed Stewart's um, autobiography. Um, you got the right music? Well, this is... This is no, I haven't, I'm not going to music. I, I can't be bothered with the blooming volumes and things I have to work with in this place. Anyway, here's, here's, here's an extract from it. Stewart could be a somewhat controversial figure, as his autobiography, Out of the Stewpot... See, there we go. Uh, he candidly... Out of the Stewpot... Not quite. But... It doesn't. No, on no level does that work. I mean, out of the frying pan. If his name was Ed Frying Pan, mm. or it... Melting Pot, Stupid. but you don't come out of the anyway, Melting Pot. He you... candidly admitted that he met his wife when she was aged just thirteen, and he was thirty-four. In the book, he describes. We're going to have to buy this book, aren't we? Mm-hmm. He describes turning up at his future wife's parents' house. I arrived at seven p.m. I can't remember how he talks. And was, I wonder if there's an audio book of it. And was greeted at the door by what I can only describe as a 13-year-old apparition. She was simply stunning. 
She was 13, he was 34. 34-year-old men do not, should not, will not, may not find 13-year-old girls stunning. You can find 13-year-old girls pretty. It's a pretty, pretty little girl. But stunning is a sexual reference. No, 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 Stuart, no. Out. We're not having that. The 1970s. 1960s, 1970s, dear listener. Things were, uh, were different and wrong. My dad would have seen him off. Oh, wait, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand. So, at this do, I felt really sorry for the waiting staff, mm. right? Because the, the, the do was populated by people who were well-to-do. You know, Ian Hislop got me a millionaire. God, I'd, God I'd say me. so. Um, other people there, there were lots of people I don't, I, I didn't get to speak to everyone because I'm very shy. Uh, and I don't remember what everyone did because I'm, I've got bad memory. Um, but there, there were, you we know. We had a good time. We were all, we were all, you know, I'm doing all right. We're not brilliant. Could be a little bit better. Might get a little bit worse for a little while, but I'm doing all right. But these people, they were on, you know, minimum wage. More than minimum wage. They're probably doing... They're probably doing all right if, as but waiting they, staff go. They, they, as waiting staff, they were they were beautiful. The men and the women, they they were dressed simply but elegantly. Black. Immaculate. No. No, I'm, I'm going to stick with my description. Simply but elegant. Yeah, yeah, they weren't immaculate. Really? No, that's... that's but, immaculate's like, like primo. Well, you'd... Okay, fine. So, I wait four, four. If four, I ever nine, have nine, a restaurant, they'll be immaculate. Well, d- fine. This was a little bit not. This was not quite as as poncy as your restaurant, Caffs, Caffs, Caff. I mean, um, and um, I make a real point of whenever they top up my water, for that's what I was drinking, or they take my plates. I always make a point of breaking away from the conversation, even though I'm talking to someone very, very powerful like Tony Blackburn. I just break away and I go, thanks. Uh, and I was the only person that was Do other doing... people do that? No, I was the only person that wow. does it. I was the only person that, that I have ever seen in the world do it, because I'm a fantastic human being. That's... Uh, it, I it... was... I'm always nice to waiters. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. No, you're not. Yeah, I am. You're not, yeah, I am. though. You're, but yeah, you're not. but I am. No, but you're not, yeah, but though. I am, though. I've seen you in um, our local Chinese restaurant, and you're very, very cold with them. <laughs> to the point of... You don't actually use the language... Of a racist. Wow. But there's a real... The, the vibe that you're giving off is, what are you doing in my country? It's that kind of vibe. And that upsets me a lot. That makes me uncomfortable. It really does. And I'm glad we're having this conversation wow. now. Wow, Ian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. T- sit with it. Own it. Don't don't send it straight back. Own it. Own it and embrace it. And I think you'll find that I'm right. doesn't matter to me, but to them, you're breaking their poor hearts. They serve us wonderful, wonderful food. And I'm just hoping they don't get the orders mixed up and put whatever they put in your food, in mine one day. It'd be disgusting. But it got me thinking, right? That, they? Um, yeah, them. That lot. The Chinese. Is that what you want me to say? You're racist. <laughs> but no one no one at this, this, this do would have got a tip because it was a private club. You don't mm. tip. Don't think. I, mean, I, don't, I don't know. You didn't tip them? No, no, no one, no, one, no, no one tipped them. No one tipped them. And it just made me think, we, without the waiting staff in this country the whole system would grind to a halt there'd be nothing you forget forget your doctors going on strike it turns out we're okay when they go on strike we we can manage well well are you dead no they've been on strike since eight o'clock this morning what? hang on let me just check id id hi the doctors have been on strike since eight o'clock this morning are you dead no, still see, alive. Well, see, that's because there are procedures in place. Exactly. You see, he's fine. I'm fine. You spoken to your kids? Yeah, I wish them good night. There you go. You see, they're fine. And the doctors are on strike. So we don't actually need doctors. 
is what that proves. So Jeremy Hunt is right. We should ban all doctors, make them illegal. Perfect. The waiting staff, we just couldn't cope. You'd be sat there going, are we ever going to get served? No, because there's no waiting staff. They've all been executed. Have you ever been waiting staff? No, I couldn't I, do I it. I have. Couldn't do it. I have. I was very good at it. Go on. I'll tell you what. Um, no. No, no, I'll tell you what you're going to do. We've got a caller coming up. When we get to, when I put Tris through, you're going you're gonna to wait on Tris, hand and foot. It's been a while. I said, don't, don't matter. All right. Um, and um, as if he'd ever put her through, blimey. Or him. It's him, Tris. Tris, Tristan. The sports, the talk sports lot. Yes. They've abbreviated the word penalty to peno. It's a very long word for them. Peno. Tris. Hello. Right. So you're in a restaurant, and unfortunately, yeah. Kath is is <laughs> the waitress. She's for, normally waiters, uh, uh, waiters and waitresses, waiting staff are young people working their way through college or you know on to get getting a proper job. But Kath's fallen on hard times, and she's she's got to have um, uh, three jobs. And so the okay. third job is she's a waiting staff. So um, I'm going to get. Hang on a minute. Let me get some. I used to work in a restaurant, a Mexican restaurant called Fajitas. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only one um, in there who could pronounce guacamole. Everyone else called it guacamole. I'm going to, I'm going to get some, I'm going to get some music for you. Hang on, hang on a minute. Let's get some. I was something of a specialist. Let's. Oh God! Please stop being, stop being dirty. <laughs> oh, no, Here we go. Right. Don't. So here's, here's the background music. You're in a restaurant. Serve, yep. serve, Tris. Away you go. <laughs> Hello, sir. Do you have a reservation? Uh, no, not tonight. I was hoping to get a walk in. Well, of course. Tell you what. Here's the best seat in the house. Can I take your coat for you? Of course. So much. I'll be right back with your. Drink. I'm going to stop you there. What? 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 You can't give him the best seat in the house. You have Tris, to. Though. No, no, I know no, Tris. no, 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 no. You have to keep the best seat in the house in case Paul McCartney or the Pope or Burt Reynolds w- walks in. That's a basic. You've just lost five points. Continue. <laughs> Continue. Sorry, Tris. I'm going to have to move you to the second best um, seat in the house. Is that okay? I mean, you didn't reserve, so fair enough, isn't it? Tris. Tris, Tris is gone. You've lost. I've lost him. Get, get Tris back, please. It's you, you, Tris is gone, and that's 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 how bad. That's you why are. I'm not a waitress anymore. That's how bad you are at waiting on people. He's, he's just walked out of the restaurant. Just walked out of the restaurant. Evening, Paul. Evening, Ian. How are you? I'm I'm really disappointed in my colleague. Turns out you think you know someone, mate, and you don't know them at all. <laughs> very cold, very cold attitude towards the the, the hungry paying customer. Well. It's just the way it goes. So the, the, the one thing with um, the one thing I always learn about waiters and waitresses yeah. is that um, they they touch you Sorry? in 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 order to get um, a tip. Because if you touch yep. somebody, yep. You're more, they, the, the psychological thing is you're more likely to tip them. Yeah, no, that's yeah. true. That's true. That, that's um, uh, uh, neuro linguistic programming. Where was I supposed to touch them? On their um, privates with your mouth, and then you get a big tip. Oh, that's a filthy joke there. I didn't mean that at all. Yeah. Um, anyway, yes, you did. But no, I didn't. I didn't mean the second joke. Better. Anyway, Paul, what you got? Um, we can either have people I met when I was under ten, or people you've walked past poker. Up to you. I'm just trying to think what hand I'm going to play for the poker. I tell you what, we'll do the people you walk past poker, and if you win, you can tell us who you met under the age of ten. Okie dokie. Okie dokie. You go first. Johan Cruyff. Sorry? Johan Cruyff. He's a football man. Flipping it. All right, Steve Wright. Jeff Minter. Oh, the computer. All right, all right, fair play. Um, oh, Ian Livingston. 
This is this is a, this is the geekiest hand <laughs> ever. Uh, Stephen Fry. Oh, it's a good one. As he walked into, a, a so I don't want to know the story. I don't want to know the story. This is this. Oh, okay. We're just playing. We're just playing the poker. I don't want to know the story. Um, okay. Um, Stephen Fry, you say. Yeah. Give me a ten-second countdown, Cass, because I'm struggling. Ten, here. nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two. John Prescott. <laughs> Normski. Michelle Gale. Kim Ward. Sinita. Crisscross. I just realised we've got no actual ending to this game. Um, I have. I've got the ending. All right, hang on, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Um, um, Prince Edward. Gary Davis. Uh, Mark Goodyear. <laughs> Beyonce. What? Selfridges. Rod Stewart. Selfridges, snap! I win. <laughs> Boom! Charlie I won. Sheen. I won. No, no, I've won. I've just snapped you, mate. Charlie Sheen. Who? Charlie Sheen. I've just snapped, mate. I've, I, does he not understand the rules? I've snapped him. I thought he was playing poker. Yeah, I know. Poker snap. snap. Poker snap. I've snapped him. He See, said Beyonce. He said Beyonce in Selfridges. I said Rod Stewart in Selfridges, and I snapped it first. He should have snapped it. I'm sorry, Paul. You're off, but. I will let you tell your story of who you met when you were under the age of ten. Oh, that's very kind. It's uh, literally um, my pleasure. <laughs> uh, Peter, um, Peter Davison. Oh. It's gone, what happened? We, uh, it was surreal. Well, well, how old was I? Seven. And we went into Trent Park up in... Um... I went to university in Trent Park. Oh, there you go. Now this is getting... Now this is... There we go, Kat just won it. Well done. Now this is getting surreal. OK, yeah, oh. I went to university there. The, thing, the things I did in Trent Park... Wow, wow, the things I did. Look at the look at the grin on my face as I'm remembering some of the naughty, um, nice and not so nice things I did in Trent Park. Once once me, once me and my friend Simon had to escape from the Nazis in Trent Park. It took four hours. <laughs> true story, true story. Don't do drugs, kids. Anyway, carry on. Yeah, uh, there's an obelisk um, yep. in Trent Park. No, no, and no. we were up there wandering along and we we stumbled across the um, recording of Doctor Who. Oh, really? Yeah. Up there? Yeah. Do you know what happened to me when I went up to that obelisk? Nazis? No, 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 no. We went the other way to escape from the Nazis. Mm. Um, I got chatted up by um, an old gay man. <laughs> I, when I was in my early 20s, late teens, early 20s, I was getting chat- chatted up by old, old gay men in their 50s and 60s all the flipping time. I don't get it now. I don't know what's going on. But I got chatted up. They, he, he was very, he was, um, he, he, I think he invited me back to his place. And what a lovely place it was, too. Paul, thank you very much for that, indeed. Uh, Tris, we're going to have to speak to you after the news, but you, are you coming back to the restaurant? I am, yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting to have my coat taken. OK, because it, it, got, it got very weird. You disab- We'll come back to you in a second. Stay there, and we'll, we'll speak to you after the news. 0844-499-1000. I was always getting... I always got the eye from old gay men when I was... It was in, and it kind of stopped... When I got to about 28, it just stopped. I used to get the eye all the time. I used to get old men chatting me up. And the eye on, on the tube, I used to get it a lot on the tube. Just men... Giving you the glad eye. Give it Totally. And it was a real vibe. And it was... I loved it. I loved it. You know, because it was like, oh, I'm... Oh, still I'm got fair, it. Fair, still got it. <laughs> and then I, from 29 onwards, I didn't I didn't got it no more. Gosh. I, I don't get game. And you would have think with all the, the, the furore that happened recently... That they'd be all over me, but but no. I had that experience up to about twenty, um, twenty eight, with not gay men, but um, drunk men. Yeah, that that would explain it. And now you you got kids who who um, 
What's what's the phrase when it's a grandma? Anyway, oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Talk radio. So as per usual, not really talking about anything apart from uh, waiting staff, dressing up animals, famous people you met when you were under the age of ten, uh, and people you've walked past poker. We can certainly play that. Don't forget, there is now a new snap element introduced into that game. If you want to take part, now's an excellent time to call oh eight four four. 499 If you give us a call now, uh, it'll take your details and we'll get back to you shortly. Right now, here's the news on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. The wild man of late night radio is back. A differently interesting nocturnal emissions from a legend of late night radio. Ian Lee on air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Hang on a minute. This is the problem with... Oh, dearie me. Hang on a second. We can get rid of that. This is the problem with having so, no fader for this computer. Are we, are we any closer to getting a fader for the computer? What's every the... day we're closer. Every day. Every day. Every day. Goodbye, you. And smoothly done. This is the thing because I've got no faders. I'm having to do it all on the computer, and it means it's it's annoying. This is what I wanted to press button F. There's a voice that keeps on calling me down the road. It's where I'll always be. Every stop I make, I make a new friend. Can't stay for long. Just keep moving on Down this road That never seems to end When new adventure Lies just around the bend So if you want to join me For a while Just grab your hat Come travel like that's old style Maybe tomorrow I'll want to settle down Until tomorrow The whole world is my own So we are back. 
in um, uh, Caf's Caf and um, just uh, so uh, you're welcoming your first customer in a way you go yes go oh hello sir back again yeah I'm back I'm back <gasps> wonderful and you don't have a reservation is that right that's correct that's cool we're free and easy here at Caf's Caf let me take your <laughs> coat there you, you go. How will this seat do for you here by the uh, by the roaring log fire? Have you got a window seat? I can crack this window if you like. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Take a seat. Now can I get you a drink before we begin? Uh yeah, I'll uh I'll just get some sparkling water, please. Certainly. And while I'm gone, please do feel free to peruse the menu. The specials today are the salmon. I'm just finding the whole thing creepy. It is creepy. Well but but it shouldn't I'm be... I'm waiting on someone. I don't know. It's weird. That's the job of... That's what waiters do. They exactly. don't know it. It's not just their mates and their family coming in. It's strangers. So it's weird. But why are you making... But why are you making... It's just like a weird vibe. Right, it's well, like you, you do it then. All right, Tell fine. you what. Have my towel. Have the menu. Right, I'll do it. You can do it. For a start, I'm changing the music because the music you've got in here is rubbish. I didn't pick it. There we go. We'll have... Um... Right. Hang on a second. Here we go. Good evening, sir. Evening. Hungry? Uh, yeah, that's why I'm here. You've come to the wrong place. We haven't got food. Only joking. It's a restaurant. Of course we have. Come and sit down, fella. Right, you take a seat there. Yeah. There, there's your menu. What would you like to drink? Uh, sparkling water, please. Why? Because I'm teetotal. Nah. Have, have um, tap water. I'll tell you for why. Sparkling water's a con, because the bottle, a third of the bottle is air, so you're paying for air. Tap water's free. means you can have, you've got a little bit of extra money in your pocket to take out a beautiful young lady, or... or Hire a prostitute. Whatever you want, wow. choose to do. Whatever you choose what to do. What kind of sir. establishment are you running? It, it, I, I, it I don't ma- judge. It makes me feel. Mid- it makes me feel middle class though. Sitting yeah, I tell you water. what, mate. We'll, uh, we'll get you some water. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Um, what kind of food would you like? Uh, fish. I'm into fish. You're into fish. Yeah. I'm going to ask you. you I'm going to yeah. ask you to leave my restaurant, sir. <laughs> I don't like perverts. You come in here banging on about prostitutes, and then you say you want to. You want to have sex with a fish? Out. Get out now. Turn the music off, Steve. <laughs> Steve works in the kitchen and does the music. <laughs> get out. Come on, come on, everybody. Let's get this pervert out of our restaurant. We don't want perverts in here. Get out. Get out and don't you come back and you take your stinking coat as well, you deviant. And that is how... Not to get a tip. Well, well, but the restaurant is, is safe for families. <laughs> Family friendly. Unlike yours, you let anybody in there. You didn't even know the fella and you let him in. You can let, just let anybody wander in. Not I think having that's that. the idea, isn't Not it? having that. No, I will... Uh, I'm sorry, Tris, um, to have called you a pervert. But from no, that's fine. The, the, yeah, I mean, it's pretty accurate. accurate. <laughs> <laughs> Poor fella didn't call up for this, and we bullied him mercilessly. You're a good sport, Tris. What did you, what did you call him for? People... The famous people I met under the age of 10. <laughs> this is the best phoning ever. Go on then, mate. What you got? Well, um, I was about seven or eight, yes. and I was at... Uh, the Big and Hill Air Show. Oh yeah, and I, I don't remember this, but I'm, I, I, I get it from from my parents. And uh, Gary Newman was there with his um, with his like light aircraft or whatever. Gary Newman, uh, Gary Newman would have been there with his light aircraft and his wig. But carry on. Yeah. So I had at the age of of seven or eight, I had no idea who Gary Newman was. Yeah. Uh, my dad ins- no. Uh, my my dad insisted I queued up for maybe an hour or hour and a half. To meet him, oh. um, and now I mean I love Tubeway I mean everything like that these days, um, but because I was so grumpy and 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 so sort of insolent when I got to the front of the queue, yeah. my punishment was that he refused to take a picture. 
<gasps> Gary, so I've got no no photographic evidence of this ever. Happened. Hang on a minute, Gary. You were, you. What did you say to Mister? You don't do well in restaurants or with eighties pop stars. What did you say to Mister Newman, who I have worked with and is a delightful gentleman? What did you say to him that meant he wasn't going to give you a photograph? No, no, no. It was my dad that refused to talk. Oh, your dad did! <laughs> your dad punished you! Yeah. Flipping it! I am not taking a photograph uh, with someone I didn't know. That's that's outrageous. Wowzers. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean... Fair play, Tris. We've, we've, we've basically bullied you for the last 20 minutes, and it seems to be it seems to be a recurring theme mm. uh, in your life. Why... Uh, why was... I don't get the thing about air shows... And why anybody? See how quick I am. Look, I've just I've just bought this for seventy nine pence off iTunes with cars. Boom, 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 boom. Here in my car, I'm commanded on bed, bed on bed. Didn't come with lyrics. Bam, 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 bong cars. Boom, seventy nine, seventy nine pence I've spent on you, Tris. That's the Muzak version, is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, my favourite thing is to type in the name of favourite song followed by the word. Karaoke, and uh, <laughs> I, I've got so many karaoke songs on my computer. I love it. I love it. But why? Do you know? On, on that note, I bought I bought one of the worst albums I ever bought yesterday. Um, the, the band Tangerine Dream, who I love from I love from the mid seventies period. Yeah, yep. they put they they've got this album called Dream Encores Live from right. like the late nineties. Yeah, where they've covered things like Eleanor Rigby and Purple Haze. Oh yeah, and I mean. I thought I thought it was sort of my two musical worlds colliding. Yeah. But it is truly the worst thing I've ever spent three pound fifty on. Oh really? I mean, Ellen. like truly, truly awful. You need to check out Eleanor Rigby by Tangerine Dream. We have the power, Tangerine. He's now going to buy it. No, I'm not, I'm not. I'm not going to buy it. We'll do this on YouTube. No, don't buy it. Eleanor <laughs> Rigby. Hang on a second. Let's see if it pops up. Yeah, hang on a minute. We've got it. Hang on a minute. Let me stop. Let me stop. Um, Gary Newman. There we go. There we go. There we go. Tangerine Dream with Eleanor Rigby. Do they? Do they? Sing? I don't know a lot about Tangerine Dream. Do they sing? No, it's all instrumental, oh. but there's there's a horrible sort of synthy Hang on a bit. melody got, about. Here's, the, here's, here's their version. Hang on a second. Here's their version of Strawberry Fields Forever. Hang on a second. This is this is oh, a classic. Got this. Here we go. This is a classic. Here it comes. <clears throat> and <laughs> of course, this isn't Tangerine Dream. This is Candy Flip. Do you remember this? I used to like this. this. Was an, I remember this was a hit when I worked in B Jam. So I'm going to say 1988. Um, bit, maybe a bit later. Here we go. Let me take you down. Yeah. They used to use this beat for everything, didn't they? It, you've just reminded me. That has just reminded me of something because the singer looks like. Um, uh, Will Young, right? Get Tris. I saw a poster, right? Yeah. Will Young is doing a concert. Good for him. Okay. Guess who his opening act is. Guess who is opening up for Will Young? Do you want to rephrase no, no that? No idea. <laughs> <laughs> Come on now, please. Is it Gareth Gates? No. Oh, it should be. No, 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 no. Let me, let me give I, you... I don't know the difference between those two. They're the, they're the same. They are, they? they are the same. 
Um, yeah. No, Will, no. I can give you a clue. William wasn't as manufactured. Um, have I got it here? Oh, we go. Here's a clue of, as to who is the opening act for um, Will Young. Here we go. Please welcome, supporting Will Young, it's Mr. Billy Ocean! No. Billy Ocean? Billy Ocean, is the, and this is the band playing it, it's Billy Ocean backstage going, I'm opening up for who? <laughs> no, 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 I'm not going, no, I don't care, I'm not going out there. You told me that he was opening up for, I'm Billy Ocean for crying out loud. <laughs> Just get out there, Bill, the band are playing. I don't give a stuff. Listen, when the going gets tough, Billy Ocean gets going. I'm off, see you later. And then there's pandemonium, because the band are playing and no one can sing, no one's there. And do you know what happens? A spotlight shines in the audience... And it focuses on me. And they hand me a microphone. Oh, no. And I stand up and I sing. No one needs this. Taking my heart, so what can I do? Oh, baby, the love really hurts without you. Ooh, get off! It's breaking me heart. It's not my fault, Billy Ocean! Billy Ocean! It's not my fault, Billy Ocean's gone home. He didn't realise he was opening for, for Will Young. He thought he was the Will Young. Just let me do it. I'm doing my best. Fair enough, carry on. Thank you very much indeed. Ooh, now, baby, you don't know how much you mean to me. Get all the words! I don't know the words or have a grasp on the tune at all. But, baby, I don't know, I don't know the song. I have to be completely honest. But Billy Ocean's gone home. He's gone, he's gone. I don't blame him. The going gets tough, Billy Ocean gets going. I quite like Will Young. He seems like a clever man. I presented Will Young with an award once. I bet he's lovely. I don't know. Tris, you've you've taken a, a good pounding for the last 25 minutes, and I appreciate you being such a good sport about it. <laughs> Not a problem, mate. Thank you, mate. Cheers. There we go. 0844 499 1000. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Evening, dear listener. We've got um, um, Owen Elliott coming on at 12.30. It's a name you're probably not familiar with. She's the daughter of Cass Elliott. Some of you may know her better as Mama Cass, who is one of my favourite singers. I am absolutely in love with that woman. And as well as being brilliant in The Mamas and Papas, uh, she also recorded some astounding solo albums, um, which hardly anybody knows about. And it's I'm, I'm kind of making it my life's mission. Her last three albums, I think it is, and the album she did with Dave Mason, so four albums. I'm making it my life's mission that I want everybody to own those records by the time I die, because they are just wonderful masterpieces that sold maybe a dozen copies. Anyway, uh, Owen's coming on um, about half past twelve, and she can tell us all about her mum and about her life and stuff like that. It should be uh, a lot of fun. We'll take calls straight to air in a, in a little bit. I don't know when, but until then, the way it works is I'm sat here. Kath's gone off to make the podcast. It is through there. Are you okay? Well, I'm all good. You're back on the glasses today. We've had the contact lenses, the CLs recently. Glasses suit you. You're, you've got a face. You. You've got a face that <laughs> A, needs a good slap. Okay. But B, glasses, they, they, they kind of complete you. They, they frame up my face, mm. uh, my partner tells mm. me. They do. Um, and it's like some people Some people need a beard. Noel Edmonds needs a beard. I think I'm one of those people that You're needs a beard. You're looking good with the beard. I saw the before and after photos, you, and it's looking good. You, you didn't know me without a beard. I know, but I, I, I Googled yeah. you when I heard Ian Lee was coming to talk radio, yeah, and yeah. I thought, okay, oh, okay, he hasn't got a beard here, so which one is he in this lineup? Yeah, oh, exactly. He's the, got a beard now. The beard started at Christmas. This is the first time I've... This is the longest I've ever had, and I'm and I'm, I'm sticking with it, I think. I'm, I'm sticking with it. I, it's looking good. You should, you should keep keep it going. Thank you, man. 844 is the, the phone number. Dave's in Luton. 
Hello. Hello, Dave. Hello. Hello, Dave. Good morning, Bosch. Welcome back. Now, is this you or is this a recording? Yes. Right, OK. <laughs> oh. Yes. yes. All right, hang on a minute. I can put... OK, go on. You go first. Yes. 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 <laughs> Who the hell is Ginger Baker? Oh, dear, I'm just shut it, pal. Are you real? Unga, 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 shango, unga, unga, unga. Never mind. Oh, God. Have I won? Yes. Da, 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 da. You've got more clips than I have. How can, can you send me all of your clips? Yes. C- could you do yes. that? Thank you. Because you've got more clips than me. Yeah, I know it is now. Yes. Are you real? Garden. What was that? I used to like that programme. What's the matter with it? Dear, dear, dear. What a radio programme this is. What are you beefing on about? Listen, you're, you're an absolute player. Whoever you are, please send me those clips, because you've got more clips than I have. How can, the, how can someone have a better soundboard than the soundboard that I've got? Thank you for that. 0844 499... 1,000. Bobby's on the line. Oh, thank you, Sam. Sam says, says I'm listening uh, to Inley on Talk Radio for the first time tonight. It's bloody brilliant. Thank you, Sam. Nice one, huh? Or, 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 girl. I don't know if you're a man or a girl. Let me have a little uh, look. There'll be, um, uh, it's a man! It's a man! It's a man! Bobby's on the line. Yes, Bobby. Hello. Hello, Bobby. What you got for us? Um, <clears throat> okay. It wasn't a celebrity I met under 10, but yeah. I was a teenager. Yeah. Um, I used to regularly serve. Um, well, hang on a minute. The, the, it's very, very, I'm very, very specific, Bobby. I didn't want people calling in and saying they were 15 and they met somebody. It had to be under the age of 10. Well, I couldn't work under the age of 10. Oh, fair play. You got me there on a technicality. Go on then. Imagine, <laughs> um, I... imagine, imagine if Julia Hartley Brewer turned on now and heard me potentially cutting off a caller because they called in on the wrong subject. She'd be going, no! Send them my way! Give them to me! <laughs> I'm going to keep you, Bobby, just to rub her nose in it. Go on, then. Um, I used to regularly serve um, Paul Martin. And Hang on, hang on a second, who? Paul Martin. I know... Oh, from... Um, um, don't tell me... Uh, from... No, don't tell me. It's the... Um, uh, flog it. Yeah. Yeah, from Floggett, of course. I'm t- for a second. <laughs> uh, of course, how could I forget? Yes, from Floggett, yes. And um, Charles Ingram. Flipping it, you really make it. I mean, this, I don't know if it was worth keeping you on. Who's <laughs> Charles Ingram? He was the person who cheated on Who Wants to Be a Millionaire. <laughs> where did. What, uh, we're, we're in it now. We might as well go with it. <laughs> where, what, what, what establishment were those two um, um, gentlemen <laughs> uh, um, coming into? Um, a DIY store. Okay, and what, okay, well, let's ask, what did the cheating major buy? To be honest, it was eight years ago, I can't remember. Oh, Bobby, this is awful! I'm sorry. You've called in with, you've had such good calls, such strong calls, Bobby, such powerful calls, and you're letting yourself down with the, with this! I know. I'm going to ask you what, what, um, what the bloke from Floggit bought, and you're going to tell me something really exciting and perhaps a little bit sexy, Okay. Okay. What did the bloke from uh, from Floggit buy in the DIY shop? He bought some rope Whoa. and some duct tape. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. 
Mr. Gray. To be honest, they probably did. Have you seen... Have you seen Fifty Shades of Grey, the film? Yes. Did you enjoy it? Not really. It, I read the books and the, the film was a bit of a letdown. The film was boring, isn't it? I went, I yeah. went, me and Kath took, well, again, the last place we were at, we took um, Dennis, who calls in from time to time. He's a 92-year-old gentleman. We took him to see Fifty Shades of Grey. And the, the, it, was, it was so funny, it was, the whole cinema was filled with women apart from us. Well, and Kath, obviously. Yeah. And the, bo- the <laughs> moment when um, Christian Grey opens the door to the, uh, the, the dungeon, the sex dungeon, Dennis very loudly went, that looks just like my garage, that does! <laughs> <laughs> At which point the woman in front turned round and told me to shut up. I said, it's not me, it's the old boy. It's a very, very tedious film, and they're supposed to be making um, the next two. I don't think they will, because it did, it did so badly. She never. Why was she never wearing a bra? I don't know, but to be honest, I didn't really notice, but you would, Ian. Well, no, I just, I just, I was noticing the practicalities. I thought, well, she's going to be chilly. She she needs... They're flying about in a helicopter. She's going to be cold. She needs a bra. But have you seen... And I cannot... If anybody has seen this film, right? Not Fifty Shades of Grey, the one I'm about to mention. Let me know. Because I saw a trailer for this film and I could not believe they'd made it because I cannot, for the life of me, think... Do you remember when we took Dennis to see Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, his garage. <laughs> There, there is a film, and I, I cannot for the life of me imagine who would put down hard-earned dollar to go and see the spoof version of Fifty Shades of Grey entitled Fifty Shades of Black. And what it is, it's like Scream is a is a past, is a parody, isn't it, of, of horror films? It's a sort of pastiche. Yeah, yeah. It's like it's it's like a sort of um um uh, like a National Lampoon. Um, it's kind of like it's just a spoof of Fifty Shades of Grey with a black cast. And they do things like, he goes to smack her bum and she, and she goes, uh, 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 I don't think so. You know, all that kind of. <laughs> and then they have, they, then they have an argument. And uh, this is all in the trade. They have an argument. And the guy says, no, this isn't working. We need to argue like black people. Oh, girlfriend, I don't think so. Oh, oh. wow. It is the we, and it's, it's a, what? If anybody, if anybody, um, has, has seen, uh, that film, then you, Fifty Shades of Black, 0844 499 1000. Stay there, we have, we've been joined by royalty on the line. Stay there, Bobby. Okay. Dennis! Yeah. Hello? Have you, re- have you recovered from seeing Fifty Shades of Grey yet? Yeah, but he didn't say that that woman had had the full Brazilian as well. <laughs> wow. <laughs> He's lying behind a, a velvety curtain. Thank you very much indeed, Dennis. There yeah, we go. Dennis's it, contribution it, for the evening. <laughs> Tell you what annoyed me most about that film. <laughs> I'm so sorry about that, Bobby. Yes. It, okay. it wasn't the fact that he looked like he was having trouble acting like someone who could walk. Yeah. I mean, he, he really was. I mean, he was a very good-looking man, and that's that's the only thing that really saved it for me. But um, he splashed out all... He spent all that money buying her lingerie, right? He only ever bought her pants. I've said this. No bra. No bra. No bra. Cheapskate. Yeah, no Cheapskate. bra. Cheapskate. No I bet bra. there are three for two. Here's the thing. She's someone's daughter, isn't she? Yes, she is. Whose daughter is and she? We're all someone's well, daughter. Oh, not, my not... God. I saw a thing about it today. You know. Melanie Griffith. That's it. And who's And that? Don Johnson. Yeah, that's that Don Johnson. That's it. That's it. Yeah. Are they going to make the other two films? They are that, making it, yeah. Because that one... And is um, that woman, Sam... I'm going to say Sam Smith, directing it. I don't... Sam Bueller Brown. She and E.L. Is it E.L. James? E.L. Wistie. Didn't get... Well, the the rumour was they didn't get along, but I don't know how much of that's true and how much of that is just to I generate I think that, that she would have seen that, that. It was a stinker. It was absolutely... T- it wasn't sexy. Right, here's the thing, right? 
It wasn't... It was a boring story. It was... It was a boring story. He needed a slap back. It wasn't funny. He's actually... He was quite unpleasant. It wasn't erotic in any way. And even if it was on, on a late Saturday night and it was just me at home, I wouldn't watch it, if you know what I mean. There was nothing... There was nothing going on. At all. I've got all three books and I've read one and a half... Because even I got to the point where I was like, she you know get, what? She can't get past chapter three. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just got bored of it. It's, oh, this old thing yeah, again. It does get boring after a while, doesn't it? I read all three in two and a half weeks. Did you? I, yeah. His, 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 here we go. Here we go. This, I'm going to cross the streams here. I read all three in nine and a half weeks. Oh. That's like tri- well done. Thank you. That's well like erotic. Done. That's erotic. Well you see what I've done there? I've never seen that, that film, but, that. but he gets the utterly butterly out, doesn't he? In that, uh, the, I, I've not seen Nine and a Half Weeks. The only reason I'm, it's in my head is because I watched this. I watched this brilliant documentary, Bobby. The thing about Netflix, right, is it yeah. makes us lower our standards of what we'd, we'd actually be prepared you to feel watch. Like you're I it for totally nothing. agree. Yeah, yeah, we just we watch stuff that that is. I like to watch films that are seven, eight, nine out of ten. With Netflix, I watch a full five, six, mm-hmm. right? And I watch this documentary, uh, Chuck Norris versus Communism. And it's actually, it's really good. It's quite dry, but it's really good. You'd like it, Kath. Right. It's um, about Romania in the 80s, uh, when it's a communist regime under Ceausescu. I and it's something, a period and a, a location I know nothing about. And um, this guy would smuggle in, um, like, Chuck Norris movies, and Nine and a Half Weeks is one of the movies. Mm-hmm. And then this one woman would dub them. And so she'd be going, uh, I want to make love to you. Oh, okay. You can make love to, but she wouldn't. Oh, she did the men's voices too. Yeah, she, she did it all, but she wouldn't do. She wouldn't do swear words. Oh. So if it was a, um, if it was um, um, like a Rambo film where it's all like f you, you no you f off. You. No, she just go. Why don't you go to hell, you moron? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a, it's a good wow. film. It's a good film. Hang on a second. Hang on a second. He's, he's calling in again. Yes, Dennis. Oh, the phones aren't working straight away. Uh, Bobby, listen. Excellent call. Thanks for calling in. And Bobby's gone as well. I don't know, I don't know what we did there. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Unmissable late night radio with the original king of unconventional conversation. Make contact with Ian Lee. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We'll get you talking. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. We'll start. I feel like we haven't properly. St- I've got loads of full switchboard. I feel like, but there's a, I say full, there's a couple of lines free if you do want to call in. I feel like we haven't started the show properly. I, if someone has just, um, is it Adrian? Who is it? I, I get confused. Um, Dan says, I've just tuned in as we were doing other things. Can I have an update for the first hour and a half? I don't know what we've talked about, if I'm completely honest. Restaurants. Well, kind, we're not, we didn't really, they, they were mentioned. Yeah. Well, we've just covered Fifty Shades of Grey, how boring it was. I'll tell you what we'll do. Uh, uh, Russ? Hello. Your audition? Peace for tonight, right? This is whether I let you, whether I decide whether you can come on or not, right? <laughs> you have to sum up the last hour and a half for Dan, who's listening. Away you go. Um, well, you've been re- referring to the uh, email regarding last night's interview with Jim Dale. Yeah, yeah. Um, There's more. And you're, uh, you're you're reveling in the. Uh, in the compliments from from said gentleman, yeah, um, yeah. you've had uh, cast calf. Yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah, I, I, she cooked her bacon and sausages properly because I don't, I don't like raw bacon. That pink rubber, you know, it's pink and rubbery. Who? Uh, th- thank you very much. Who? Who <laughs> likes 
Who likes raw bacon? Why don't I want raw bacon? I want it crispy. I want it crunchy. Oh, not like yes. they have it in the, not like they have it in American hotels no, though. Where you put your fork in it and it disintegrates. You can snap it. No, no, no. I like a good crispy bit, bit, bit of bacon, but no, no, the American bacon. What, what the hell are those? I hate it when you go in a in a calf and say, "Can you can you do me bacon really well done, please?" And yeah. comes out and it's still pink and rubbery. And I'm like Thank crying out loud. I, um, I never go into a calf. And uh, and tell them how I want the bacon done. I just go and I'll have a number. Oh, five. I'll have a number five. Hold the mushrooms. I'll have a fried slice instead, please. Mm. That's that's what I do. That's that's my how uh, my breakfast work. Oh, yeah, I always find you have to tell them. Most most cats always do it. So it's like pink and rubbery. And You're, thank you. I don't want to eat, eat it like that. It's disgusting. I, I have you ever killed anyone, Russ? Uh, not yet. Uh, exactly. Exactly, and and because you, that's such a, a a strange attention to detail, ordering how you want the bacon to be done, and then it probably does come back well done. Uh, no, we'll get him, please. Here, thank you. It probably does come back uh, well done, but you're so psychotic, you're so enraged about the number of immigrants that we have over here, and 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 you know whether we're going to be in or out of, of Europe. The black you, cabs. The black cabs. That you don't see it that it's well done. And and, and that I think, Russ, is, is why people like you need to be watched very, very carefully. Oh, oh thank you. You're very no, welcome. I've said that as a compliment. Please do, yeah. I've, I've just basically <laughs> said you're a potential murderer and he's taken it as a compliment. I think my case is proven, Your Honour. <laughs> <laughs> it's over to the uh, defence. Anyway, Russ, what you got? Oh, I just I just wanted to comment on the musical um the music that you've been playing, um, was it Littlest Hobo theme tune? Yes. And uh, The Full Guy just takes me back to my uh, oh. childhood on a weekend, Steady. weekend television. Did you, ever, did you ever have a Full Guy bath? Uh, we, we did. I don't know where the hell... Oh, i tell you what, it came from a neighbour, an old lady who'd got like, an old farm. And uh, I used to fill it up in the summer in the back garden and uh, use it like a paddling pool. What was it, like a big wooden barrel? No, no, one of them tin baths. He had a tin, he had a tin, oh! And, and Russ, you've, you've saved the show for the next hour and a half, if you've ever, places you've had a bath, 08444991000. I was about to call no, time was, on the 80s telly reminiscence. No, it, it was worth pursuing. But yes. I, I, I'm Kath, I'm sure you've, I'm sure you've told me this, but I've, I've had baths in the kitchen sink I before have. now. I have. Um, and my grand's kitchen sink faced the, the street. Yeah, it was the, the old days. <laughs> I never had a tin bath. I'd love to have a go in a tin bath. But that's... In front of the fire downstairs, what luxury. But it depends. You you were the youngest. Yeah. So you get the last last water. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I've, oh, oh, no, I've had, no, I had no. dirty bath water. Oh. I've had it after, in the bath, after dad, mum, my sister and then me. I've had that. That yeah, that's, oh, blimey, horrible, that's isn't disgusting it? actually, isn't it? That really is disgusting. My mum was one of four do- four daughters. Yeah. And you know, mum and dad as well. Four daughters. She was four. Yes. Four daughters. Four daughters. I'd like four. Hello. I'd like four daughters, please. Four daughters. No, four. <laughs> Hang on a minute. You're all right. Daughters for my Ford. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm doing the four candles. I know. Well, I'd like altars for my Ford, please. You should have just got in. I want candles for my forks. I don't. Anyway, I don't. I don't know. Anyway, she was one of four, yeah. so you know she was the uh, sixth person to get in that bath, and it wasn't pleasant. Oh, there you go, um, Russ. Excellent call. Thanks very much indeed. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Where have you? Where have you had a bath, dear listener? I tell you what. Let's try it. Let's just throw this out there. Mark's the next caller. I'm going to go straight in and ask him. Okay, you ready? Here we go. go. On. <clears throat> Where have you had a bath, Mark? Hampstead Heath Pond. Oh! Hey! 
I just felt that vibe off you. I I had a friend, right? Uh, for the, uh, for those who don't know, there there are two kind of ponds in in Hampstead Heath. There's one now. Is, are there two or the three? There's there's one for the men and one for the women. Is there a unisex one as well? Yeah, there is a unisex one. Yeah. My mate used to go swimming in the men's one. Um, are you you're allowed to go nudie as well, aren't you? Oh yeah, 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 you are. Yeah, um, he used to go for a swim in it like really early in the morning. It was free. I never, I, I know the place very well. I used to I used to live kind of round that way and would go for walks. You used to live in, in Muswell Hill, didn't you? Used to live. In, I lived in Muswell Hill for about um, God, about fifteen years, and I was in North London for a long time in Crouch End and Highgate and all around there. So I know that area really well. I could never. Have you actually been in those ponds, Mark? Uh, yeah, I've been in one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. Not the nudie one. Not no, nudie. I couldn't. I could not do it. <laughs> it was. It would be freezing. And are there fish in there? So they say there's fish in there, but they never came near me. Which I don't know. Is... What, 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 does that, what does that say about your your oh, lower oh, regions? Oh I just don't oh know. <laughs> no, it's Listen, um, Ian. Ian, yes. the right. Why I rang up is because you, you're top man on this show, uh, on this radio station now. Aren't on, you? Well, first of all. On this show, correct. That goes without saying. The, the others, they, the others do my bidding. Oh, well, on and this, I'm not a man. Well, but I've, I've got an idea. Oh, yeah, go on. Right, I listen a bit of Ross. He's all right. Yeah, I mean, I can't really Hartley Brewer. I don't get her. So, what about a dream ticket replacing Hartley Brewer? No, no, no. Listen, we're not what me replacing her. No, no, not you. No, not no. You. Listen, no, I know what you're names. saying. I've got two names for you. No, go on. Justin Dealey and Kelly Betts. Well, I don't think... I don't know. I have no idea. Who to, listen, we're not... L- listen, it's early days of the station. Thank you for the call, Mark. It's early days of the station, and when, uh, I, I don't, I don't want to play there. Let's, let's knock all the other presenters, because everyone's, everyone's kind of finding their feet. And we've been kind of lucky, I think, Kath, in that we've worked together in the last place we were at, and we've kind of sort of transported the bits of that show that we wanted over here. And fortunately, a load of people have come from that show. A load of people have come from other shows that I've done. A load of people have come from talk radio from the 90s and a load of new people have come and it's sort of you know the stars have kind of aligned but everyone else is just is just finding their feet and um i don't want to i don't want to knock everybody i don't want to knock anybody do you know what i mean early day a year down the line yeah totally totally we'll we'll we'll, we'll rip them to pieces but you know everyone's just finding their feet and they'll get there at different times but um I listened to a bit of Hartley Brewer today. I, I, I don't agree with a single thing that woman says. I find her views repugnant, and I've told her that. You know what I said to her when I did, was with yeah, her on Sky? Yeah, I know exactly what you said to her. I'll, I'll tell you. I, I did Sky paper review with her, and it was about the time that the pictures of that um, that uh, Syrian laddie, that four-year-old boy that died, was washed up on the beach. Alan Kurdi. And we were uh, talking about Syrian refugees, and I was suggesting that we should get bring some Syrian, Syrian refugees here, and she was really against it, and she said... Um, something along the lines of uh, the, the, the parents that let that boy die, there was bad parenting and how come it's all fit young men that we see there and they should be at home fighting for their country and um, you're only saying you want to take refugees so that you feel better for yourself. And we had this, this row on telly. And then during the break, normally those things kind of stop. But during the break, it carried on. Well, no, she carried on. I was like, I'm not, I'm not getting paid for this. I'm not, I'm not. And she carried on. And I, I just turned to her and said, Julia, you are a flipping dis and it wasn't flipping you are a flipping disgraceful human being silence on the set <laughs> and i have to go and spend another hour and a half in a green room with her and we get on we get on but i i disagree completely with every single view that that woman has and that's why i quite enjoy listening from time to time i couldn't do a full three hours but that's why i enjoy dipping in people i have so many people say well why how can you 
listen to someone that you disagree with on the radio. A presenter we can't mention, but is coming up later on, later on in the year, gets people very angry because they disagree with. I don't want to listen because I disagree with him. I love listening to people I disagree with. A, it makes me challenge why I think something. Um, and B, I quite like being angry. Mm. I quite like being. I quite like being in my car and listening to a presenter saying something. Oh, you absolute bloody idiot! Well, you, of course that's wrong. But it, it also helps you. You said. It, I mean, the first thing you said was it helps you form your own thoughts on the matter, right? I disagree with her. Why do I disagree with her? You know, and how would I counter that? And I like listening to people I agree with. I mean, there are a couple of presenters in another station I'm thinking of in particular who I, I tend to agree with politically. But I, I think I get the, the bigger emotional reaction from listening to people that I disagree with. Mm-hmm. And Julia is one of them. I, I, I think her views are abhorrent, but, but I like listening to her abhorrent views. But sometimes you can listen to someone who, who you disagree with fundamentally, but you can appreciate the artistry that they can spin something. You can say, oh, wow. do you know what? I can yeah. see why they, why they think that, you know. And if I'm completely honest, I'm asleep when Ross is on doing... <laughs> Doing, that's not in any disservice to him. Doing this shift and on these new meds I'm on, I, got, I on the way home I popped this this mirtazapine, uh, and then by the time I get home, I'm I'm beat and I'm out. For, if I've not got the kids the next day, I'm out for for well, twelve hours. Sometimes. I'm largely unmedicated and my sleep patterns are completely up the swanny as well. So moment. sorry, Paul. I'm sure. <laughs> But I do listen back for my best dogs. You do, of course. And he does some good stuff. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure he does. Good luck, Paul. But, uh, uh, mate, I'm, I'm out for the count when that's on. Um, oh, let's have a quick break. Late night conversation. Wealth losing sleep over. Ian Lee. On air and off the leash. On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. What would be the one event that you would like to happen that hasn't happened? What's the one bit of proof that you would like to go to a base and get? I've never seen a, a Phantom aircraft land on an airfield in front of me. There you go, you see. I've got, I've got a clip somewhere that my roving reporter, Leon Gower, I say roving reporter, he's, he's done one package for me, <laughs> uh, has sent me, and I keep forgetting to play it. He, t- he did a Vox Pop, he t- went to the streets and told people that I had a new job on the radio. Um, and I cannot, for the life of me, find... Can you talk to Jay while I look for it? You talk to Jay. Hiya, Jay. You all right? Hello. 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 Go on, talk I'm to me. I'm on the radio. Yeah, you are. Oh, hell. All right, well, yeah. Okay. Why, are you surpri- your... why are you surprised about that, Jay? You phoned well, the radio. for 20 minutes waiting for something to happen. Listening to you've, the been radio sat there, the you've been sat there. You've been sat You've been sat there for nine anyway, minutes. Anyway, Jay, it's happening. Go on. It all seems twice as long, you know. Hey, in these tell me about it. <laughs> anyway, here we go. I've got a little story for you. Uh, you wanted celebrity stories. What was it before you were seven? Before you were ten. Before you yeah. were ten, yeah. Before you were ten. Well, this one, I think I was about five. So. Uh, well, that counts. That counts. Yeah, yeah. surely that make, that makes a bracket. Got it. Uh, sort of mid to late seven. It's Catford Theatre Christmas Panto. It's going to be a good one. I can feel it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, family family Panto. There we are. Bernie Clifton sort of, you know, oh. running the show. Literally running the show with that crazy yeah. ostrich. No, he didn't have all that back then. He Did was he just, not? Uh, no, I don't, I, I don't remember seeing any furry animals or anything. It was just him. Wow. Okay. You know, I was trying to sip on my tea. Yeah. I got on the furries. And, um, no, no, no. So he gets us all up. You know how they do. Get all the kids up, don't they? Sort of halfway through the panto. Yeah. yeah. Do some little whatever with them and stuff, you know. And then anyway, that, he sends them all back to their seats, keeps me back. I was like, oh dear, I'm all up there on my own. Pulls out this big trombone. What? We didn't pull it out, but you know, <laughs> someone probably handed it to him. Yeah. And uh, 
so he's, he's, all of a sudden he's sort of he's, he's there he's got his have a go to the trombone have a go to the trombone hundreds of people in front of me Catford Fair a little kid I'm about five yeah you know, oh my God, it's never going to work. This song, be able to blow down the trombone. And I got a note out the trombone. Yeah. House went up, didn't it? I couldn't believe it. They loved me. Thought I was great. Is that the and that's excellent story? And, and what? And uh, hang on a second. No, he's, he's he's pausing for another sip of tea. What? And then you got the the bug for Thanks. you got the bug for blowing trombones. And now Not you're in the no, Royal the Philharmonic. First last first, oh. last time I ever blew. A I trombone. always find right. The, there's always he's right. There's always a bit in panto where they get up like six kids yeah. and they go along the line. Mm. I always find that really humiliating for the kids because there's always there's always a joke at, w- at one of the kids' yeah. expense. The audience is laughing at one of the kids for the wrong reason, and it always makes me very very uncomfortable. It's funny. They it get, is funny to well, They get a goodie bag at the end of it though, don't they? But they're humiliated. I, I, I know I've that got more than a goodie bag. I got a Sainsbury's shopping trolley full of gear. Sweet. What was in there? I couldn't believe it. It was loads and loads of stuff. It was the. It, it was like it was like cracker jacks. Cracker jacks. Oh, you up? Is it, you're, now, now we don't do old kids shows, but this is a brilliant. This is a brilliant competition, right? They used to do on Cracker Jack. Cabbages. Right? Mm. The cabbages. So you get. Yeah. They give you a scale trick. Was it? Was you got to? Was it that you had to? Was it just cabbages you're holding? Hold all the prizes. You had. You held all the prizes, and then they. But they give you cabbages as. Or did they just give you cabbages? And if you dropped a cabbage, you were out. I think if you got the question wrong, they gave you a cabbage. Ah. What did you have to drop then to get out a cabbage or or the scale extra? I think think if you just drop, you know, I think you had to drop the. I don't know actually. I can't remember. It was. Did they? They either gave you. They either gave you. They must have just given you cabbages. They must have given no. you. Yeah, no, no, no. no they couldn't no. have given you because uh, the prizes no. were in a big pile. That's true. A, a kid at my school, Ashmead Primary in Deptford, went on Cracker Jack. Cracker Jack. We we all went with him. You know, as, yeah. well I say we all went. The first eighty people that turned up the next day with the ticket. <laughs> Uh, yeah. I was first at the gate. Yeah. Anyway, we, I was there. Yeah. Crackerjack. Can, I've just uh, got, can I just... Can I just... Pl- I'm sorry. Just I've just for one second, if you don't mind me interrupting, can I just... Pl- I just feel the need to play this clip. Hang on. Your show's abs- absolutely brilliant. I love it. Love it. Love it. it you said listen to Andy Goldstein, but you're much better. Hey! hey you why I feel the urge to play that. I don't know why I feel why the urge to do play that? it. Why? I don't know. It's almost as if Andy was playing out a little pre-recorded section of his show on talk and he's coming to our studio to... To eyeball us. To eyeball us. Anyway, carry on. Yes, Jay. Oh, where was I? Oh, yeah. You were well, holding the cabbage. We went, we went to Cracker Jack. <laughs> Ever been ripped off by a prostitute? Have I what? Sorry? You were at Cracker Jack. Sorry, you went a bit crackly there. Yeah, you were at Cracker Jack. <laughs> yeah. And what happened? I was at Cracker Jack, yeah. And, yeah, and the kid from our school, anyway... He, uh, he he wins Crackerjack. Yeah, he oh, won, I remember, won it. I remember on the way back, we we were on the coach going along uh, in Victoria Embankment or something like that yeah. along the Thames. Yeah. And he was behind in the car with his mum. Oh, and I was you. looking out the back, sort of spying him. Yeah. And he had this. Uh, the, the main sort of gift or prize that he had was one of those single deck cassette recorders. Oh. I thought it was a bit rubbish. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I... is that all he gets? Well, but but is that is that the only thing he won, or did he win other things? He must have won other things, but that was the only thing I remember making a fuss about. I don't think he was too keen on the other prizes. Flip it, ungrateful so and so. You got to choose your your prizes. That was the thing, wasn't it? That was it. Yeah, I think that must have been the main prize. You know, the the, the expensive electrical item. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, 
disappointing. Maybe, maybe. Jay, you're, you're still, at least, younger. at least you're still not bitter. Thirty-five years later. Not at all. I had a great time. I was hanging out with the great Stupendo on the upper deck. <laughs> Big bad boof. Is that what you used to say? Yes, Something. I did. Thank you, Jay. Excellent stuff. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand. Rosie's on the line. Yes, Rosie. Hello. Hi there. Oh, yeah, I've got a, a few famous people. Well, were you under the age of 10? Yes, I'm going to be strict on know, this. You know, I know who you think I'm going to say, but well, not him. You always say. Okay. Yeah, I know, but I wasn't under 10. Forget your, forget your granddad, right? Forget your granddad. <laughs> well, even, though he invented, even though he invented Ribena, yeah, get yeah. over it. He's, he he's had been a re- hand in this, but no, I met Sooty. He had I a hand in it. There we go. Hey. Oh, oh, yeah, that's good. I met Sooty, I've met Chris, Cliff Richard, and... Um, Good, good Princess singer. Anne. Good singer. And she's a she's um, a horse. Um, she's a very horsey lady. That's rude yeah. of me. That's Who rude. She's, she's very Princess beautiful. Anne. I've um, I've um, stood on my head in front of Princess Anne and looked through my legs at her. <laughs> <laughs> the royal family, you see. That's yeah. the thing. Uh, Who is the one in the middle? Sorry? Oh, Sooty. I, um, I, I thought th- Prince Edward. No, Sooty. Um, I, he, I interviewed Sooty once on the 11 o'clock show, Did right? You? I, I interviewed him. And it, but it wasn't, it wasn't Corbett. It was, he's, cause Corbett sold him, right? Mr. Matthews. So it was someone else, right? This is fun. And he had, no, he wasn't. He sold it. He, I think he's bought it back now, but he sold or he rents, he licenses it. And it was his old boy, right? And Sooty had a water pistol and he was squirting everyone. And I said to Sooty, Sooty, if you squirt me, I'm going to punch that old man. <laughs> Sooty never squirted. To this day, Sooty has never squirted me. Never squirted me. Rosie, thank you very much indeed. I'm, I'm cracking on because we're getting up to midnight and we've got a shed load of calls. Uh, Gillian. Hi, how hi, are you doing? Hi, Gillian. We've not spoken before, have we? No, I, I'm on, I was watching you on Periscope. So, hey. I, so I'm, I'm a scoper. Have you found us via Periscope? Yes, I've found Email, you email the bosses. Email the bosses. It works. It yes, works. Yes, it does work, yes. Excellent. At easily underscore bruise. Easily underscore bruised, just in case anyone wants to follow me. I'm easily oh, bruised as well. I'm terrible. Hang on a minute. What, what, is, 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 is anybody actually... Well, hang on a minute. You've said it. What's... Uh, at... I'm going to love Easily underscored. Underscore bruised. Underscore yeah. bruised. Bruised, yeah. Like, easily bruised. Yeah. You're Miss... OK, well, let's find out, let's find out a little bit about you. Uh, Miss Gillian McComb, you have um, a selfie where you are showing you with dog's ears. Oh, let me see. Dog's yeah. nose, and I'm going to be honest... Cleavage. Oh! A little bit of cleavington. You yes. um, are from Scotland. Yes. You've had cancer. Yes. <laughs> you are a nice person. Yes. You enjoy acting and singing. They are your passions. Yes. <laughs> and you think that your hero is The Rock. Yes. <laughs> That's a lot of information. That's, That's a lot of information to squeeze into your tiny, <laughs> tiny Twitter bio. Um, and, you know, so, so, so well done. And you... Oh... And you have a really ugly dog. Oh. Oh, don't you even dare start on Donna the dog. <laughs> Donna! That is an awesome we, we've name We've all for known dogs. a few Donna the dogs, I think, in uh, <clears throat> in our time. Um, well, yeah. well, and have you found... Did you find us tonight via Periscope? Um, well, I did see you guys last night just before you finished, just before it ended, and then, and then it, oh. so I, follow, I followed this you. Is, this is this interesting, night. right? OK, in that case, this has proven to me it's worth doing, because I, I ne- I've never, Gillian, I've never quite mm-hmm. got... What the point of Periscope is? How did you, if you didn't know me and you didn't know this show, how did you find us yesterday then? Um, someone shared it, so people share things on Periscope, and then it, whoever you follow, they get a notification to say, "Come and watch this." And you liked what you saw at the end of last night. 
Yeah, I mean, it was OK. Well, <laughs> well she wouldn't say she liked it. It was all right. It was no, OK. No, it was okay. No, it's but do you... Because I... I, um, I I watch Periscope from time to time, but I don't really get it, OK? And I, I tend to go to America and watch the people mm-hmm. doing Periscope on America because they're generally nuts, and I wind them up. I'm quite offensive <laughs> yeah. to them. I call them all kinds of you're things. Not a, you're not a troll, are you? Well, now... <laughs> That is, um, um, well, no, I don't think I am a troll because it's my name. I use my name. Oh, well, that's okay. See, if you don't use your name... It is okay, it is okay just offensive. ...to bully people online (laughs) if you use your own name, I think. (laughs) I don't take it personally if they've got a picture of an egg... If they've got one, well, that's that. if they've got one follower, what if they've got um, yeah. doggy ears and doggy nose and boobs? She's gorgeous. <laughs> I'd go. be very upset. <laughs> but I also look down at their feed, and if they just do it to everyone, I just think, oh well. Pfft, oh well, that's really, uh, well. Uh, do you know what? Okay, because I, I, I've not, I, I hadn't got my head around whether doing carrying. I, I've got a blooming. Um, what do they call that? Tripod. I bring a tripod in and put my phone on it. And I hadn't worked out if it was worth doing. But if we've got, if we've got just one listener listening to mm-hmm. us just once, have you got a radar diary? A what? Ah, it was a waste exactly. of time. Waste of time. <laughs> anyway, Gillian, what, what have you got for us? Okay, so I've got a few celebrity stories which all involve singing, actually. Okay, and once, um, hey, wait one second. Craig? Yes, hi. Can we give you a call back after the news? Is that okay? Because I suspect yeah, Gillian's going to go on and on and on and oh, on right, and on and on and on. Is that all right, Craig? Yeah, Speak to you in a minute. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Go on, Gillian. You, go on. Okay, so you already mentioned the fact that I had cancer and my friend put me in for a TV show yeah. um, called Tonight's Night and I got to sing with Paloma Face, who is absolutely amazing, very, by the way. Very, very gummy, isn't she? Yes. Got big gums, but hang on a minute. So you got to hang on a minute. You got to sing yeah, with Paloma Faith because you had cancer. Yeah. Fair play. I mean, fair play. Fair well, I mean, play. You use the cancer card at least once. Yeah, well, do, do you know what? If, if you're going to play any card, if you're going to play any cards, then go for, go with the cancer card. Definitely. Well done, you. Yeah. Good work. And then there's this other time that's quite embarrassing. Actually, so I was about fourteen, yeah. and uh, Blue were in Glasgow doing a tour. And um, two of the guys, Anthony and Simon, were in town shopping and things. And I noticed them and I ran up to them. This is so cringy. So basically I was like, yes, Simon, hi, whatever. And I started singing to him. Oh, God, you're one of them. I started singing. And he's like, oh, sorry, love, you've got the wrong Simon. You need Simon Cowell. And I don't know what I thought I was going to do. If I I don't know if I thought I was going to get a place in the band or something. That I thought he was going to be like... No, I know exactly what you thought thought was going to happen, Gillian. You you thought it was going to be like, hey, flipping it, you're brilliant. And and our our, our opening act has just dropped out. Come with us. I've been at gigs. When I used to go to gigs when I was 15, 16, 17... I yeah. always hoped that a member of the band wouldn't turn up and they go, look, guys, is, is, is there anybody that can play the guitar or the drums? And I go, yes! In fact, yeah. I, I did that on the TV. I did that on the Danny Baker show years and years ago. Julian, it's so nice to talk to you. I've got to go because we've got to go and do the, do the news and all that, but I'm, 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 I'm really pleased that you found us via Periscope. That proves that that is worth doing. Yeah, so exactly. that's, that's, that's a permanent fiction. That was a brilliant call. Thank you so much. Um, Craig, we're going to come back to you after the news and then we'll take some calls straight to air. We'll do a little bit of that as well. The phone number, dear listener, if uh, you, you want it, is 08444991000. You can text. Text the word talk followed by your message to 87222. Text costs 25 pence plus your standard network rate. If you want to watch us on Periscope, I don't really know how you... Periscope.tv forward slash Ian Lee. That'll do it. Thanks very much indeed. It's been an absolute pleasure to teach people how radio really is made. 
Talk Radio. Okay, we're going to talk to you. Craig, we will talk to you. I, uh, bless your, your patience. Thank you. We had a big run of calls there. I'm not quite sure what happened. Coming up after the news, we'll speak to Craig. We'll take your call straight to where? I'll have a cup of tea. Uh, and at 12.30, I'm very excited. We've got um, uh, uh, Owen Elliott coming on. You don't know who Owen Elliott is, and that's not a problem at all. Uh, but she is the daughter of Cass Elliott, Mama Cass from the Mamas and the Puppers, who is one of my favourite singers of all time. I absolutely love that woman. Um, and the closest I'm ever going to get to her is speaking to Owen. We'll have more after the news on Talk Radio. Across the UK, online and on DAB. He has made a covenant with the night and with the darkness he is in agreement. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Well, well, well. Okay, so you can listen to us online and on DAB and, you know, you know there's an app as well. Have you got the app? Do you know about the app? If you've got a fo- I've got the app on my phone. My phone's up there. I'm doing the Periscope. So you can listen on talkradio.co.uk. There's also a podcast for this show. I think John's got a best of podcast as well, a weekly podcast, and I think there'll be other podcasts coming for other shows. But if you want mine or John Holmes's podcast... Uh, go to uh, iTunes or your usual podcast provider. I know some of you are very anti-Apple. Uh, type in Ian Lee and talk, and, and up it comes, and there's there's uh, they're all there, the, the best of podcasts. Uh, 0844 After midnight at the moment, we're kind of taking uh, calls straight to air. Uh, but before we do that, let's go to Craig, who's been waiting for blooming hours. Evening, Craig. Thank you for your it's patience. No problem at all. It's great to have you back, sir. Thank you, boss. What you got for us? Well, um, I'm a scoper. Oh, hello. Is that, did, is, that, is that what we're called, scopers? I, I guess so. But, did, but are you? Did had you? Did, were you aware of this show before the Periscope, or did the Periscope? Yes, I was. You, you were. Yes, okay, was. brilliant. Lovely. But I tell you, there is an added knock-on or a benefit of having Periscope, which is that you've got the screen on. And of course, the screen's keeping you awake longer. Yeah, that means you listen longer. So ah. that, that's a, a, but unfortunately, a, a, the Periscope doesn't count towards our listening figures. <laughs> so uh, but you have to have your radio. Maybe you have to have a rule that you have to have your radio on as well. But that, well, the thing on. is that the, the, I don't know how. Well, the listening figures for radio worked out in a really odd way. It's a thing called a Radar Diary. And what you oh, yeah, have... yeah, I've got one of those, yes. Have you? No, I haven't. Oh, man, they're, man, they're <laughs> worth a voice. And the way it works is you have to... Um, it lists most of the radio stations. It probably won't even list talk radio. So what you'd have to do is write in talk radio, and then you tick... I think it's such a... I've not seen one for years. You tick, like, each 15 minutes or half an hour that you've been listening. So, the whole thing is based on you... If you're listening to a slightly obscure station like this one, you remembering to write the name of the station in, and then remembering to write the name of the presenter in, and then remembering to tick it. I'm writing all this down. I'm right. I, I tell you what, my wife actually was. I did have one of those diaries a little while ago, and I absolutely insisted that she uh, listen to a radio station that wasn't in our catchment area that you might have been on. So. Oh well, may God bless you for that. You yeah, don't. Absolutely. You don't actually have to listen as long as you write it oh, really? down. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to be honest in there. But you're very kind. What you got for us, Craig? Well, um, I was uh, nine, and uh, and I was living in a place called Laycock. Um, oh, steady on, mate. Come, on. I know we're after midnight. No need to be so filthy. Oh, sorry. Um, and uh, basically, we used to get because it's a very old village. We used to get lots of sort of celebrities come down and film. And I remember this this one guy, and uh, he was an absolutely lovely. He's, he, I just remember him to this day. Yeah. And and his name, sir, was Reese Dinsdale. Oh, Reese Dinsdale! Now I have a very, very soft. Hang on a second. Hang on a second, Greg. One, one second. Kath, who's Reese Dinsdale? He's been mentioned in the last... <laughs> he's been mentioned this week on every, this show. Every night, probably. Probably every was night. He, right. Was he Norman Wisdom's boss, Mr Dinsdale? Uh, 
Oh, I don't know. Hang on. My sister had a crush on him, and she's if she's listening, she's probably still got... The, have you still got the signed photo, Joe, of Reese? He was in... OK, well, he, he, he recently has been in Coronation Street, although... Uh, he was in Threads. He, he was in Threads. He got nuked in Threads. More importantly, he was in Channel 4, I think the first sitcom on Channel 4, Home to Roost. He was with John Ford. John oh. Ford as his dad, and oh. Reese Dinsdale is like his scruffy son who would, wouldn't get a job. Quite a pronounced nose. Big nose, yeah, but he was a bit of a heartthrob. Yeah, but I like a big nose. Yeah, yeah, He yeah. was, and he was such a lovely guy, and they were filming uh, Robin of Sherwood, and he was he was starring in that, and I just remember him, I and mean, we were kids at the time, and yeah. he just took time to come and say hello, and just, he was a lovely fella. In fact, he'd make a lovely guest if you ever wanted to do a Fred special. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 possibly. <laughs> I, I, the guests we're getting at the moment are people that are generally, although... To, they're people that I really like. Although tomorrow, is it tomorrow? We've got an odd one. Who have we got on tomorrow? She's right. This is listen to this, Craig. This is on, when Kath sold it to me. It's fam- like, yeah, well, are have you it. familiar with the Jeremy Bamber case? <laughs> okay, Jeremy Bamber years and years ago was convicted for killing his his parents. Oh, I do. Yeah, I do, do remember, remember that. Yeah. Now this yeah. is a woman who's been campaigning. Convicted in 1986 of the murder of his adoptive parents, adoptive sister, and her six-year-old twin sons. The shooting of the family in August 1985 in Essex, England, came to be known as the White House Farm Murders. Right, we're speaking to a woman tomorrow who believes that it's been a huge miscarriage of justice and she's been fighting for his freedom oh. for years and yeah. years. And that reminds me, that's my homework tomorrow, is I need to read up on the. I need to read up on Bamba. And can I just say something to you? She does not sound nuts. Oh, wow. So that's going to be an interesting one. Mm, that will be very different. Very, very different, different from stuff. Jim Dale and the daughter of Mama. Because <laughs> the thing is, when I first heard about her, I thought, oh, she must be one of these women who, you know, you hear about women who fixate on on men who are in prison, and maybe yeah. there's a romantic thing going on. There isn't at all. Ooh. So it'll be interesting. What time is she on tomorrow? Do you know? Half 11? Uh, I think it? half 11. All yeah. right, brilliant. Craig, listen, nice call, mate. Thank you very much indeed. Um, yeah, uh, I appreciate your patience. 0844 499 1000. Let's just take this call because it's been there for ages. Line six, you're on the wireless. Hello, Ian. Hello, Gary. It's 90s. Yes, it's me. It's 90s. (laughs) The 1990s. The 19... Oh, that's 1984, I was going to say, which is is not in the 1990s. What would you say is the best song of the 1990s? Oh, that is a difficult choice. It's not. It is. No, 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 it's not. I know know the answer. I bet you like uh, Shaman. Yes. (laughs) Turn your radio (laughs) off. Turn your radio off. Sorry, I've got you on Periscope. Oh, blimey, everyone's watching me, you perverts. <laughs> no, no, no what, what is the best song of the 1990s? Off the top of my head, um, Cass just reminded me of the shame and everybody's a good. That is a raver, that is. Oh, it's rubbish. Oh, get off. Is the, do, you, do you want to hear the best song of, of um, the 1990s? Go on, then. <clears throat> there we go. Hang on. Hang on. I'm hanging on. Hang on. Shh, shh, shh. <laughs> I'm hoping there's a counting, otherwise I'm screwed. Oh. oh, it's my... Hey! Hang on. Hang on, here we go. Hang on, here we go. <clears throat> oh, no, hang on, here we go. Hang on. It's been one week since you looked at me. Cut your eyes in the eye and said I'm angry Five days since you laughed at me Get back together, come back and see me Five weeks since the living room Better as a word of sake, but it's too soon Yesterday, you've forgiven me But I've still got the bird bugs on both my knees and... 
Chickity China, the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick and your brain stops ticking. Watching X Files with no lights on. We're down the maze on. I hope the smoky man's in this one. Like Harrison Ford, I'm getting frantic. Like Sting, I'm tantric. Like Snick is guaranteed to satisfy. Like Kurosawa, I make mad films. Okay, I don't make films. But if I did, they'd have a samurai. Gonna get. Well, I'm gonna keep practicing that. And one day. You need the fastest bit, though. One day, I'm gonna. One day, I'm gonna come in, Gary. We're yeah. not gonna say anything. I'm just gonna do it. You're all going to stand up. Everybody listening to us, is all 27 of you are going to stand up, applaud me, and I'm going to walk back out, and I won't ever do radio ever again. That's going to happen. That's going to happen. Trust you me. did it well just now. I did, I did well. I, 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 yeah, well, but he bulked because it gets faster. One day. I'm not, I can't, one day. I'm going to keep practising. We'll, we'll, we'll try that. Anyway, 90s, what you got for us? Just that, really. Yeah, I just wanted to let you know where I'm watching. This, is, this Periscope stuff is addictive. Thank you very much indeed. Has anybody... I'm going to say something that's going to sound horrific. Oh, God, but no. no but Please I, don't. I genuinely think this. Does it make it any less... I don't know, sackable? It's not sackable. It's, okay, it's, it's just on. a thought I've had. Go on. But I don't want to plant a seed in a terrorist's head. If you're a terrorist, switch off now. Has anybody killed anybody or, or killed themselves on Periscope yet? And if not, why not? Do you know what I mean? I bet they have. Well, why haven't we heard about it? Because they don't get many viewers. <laughs> They'd have to have a following, wouldn't they? You wouldn't uh, know about honestly, it. Honestly, that's a serious... No, some people get thousands of viewers. I mean, we, we, yeah, but we... you have to be one of those people. And for those people, I'm guessing mm. life is good. Honestly, I, I have spent a lot of... Since I've been thinking about Periscope last week, I've spent the last five or six days... That question just keeps popping into my head. Has anybody done it? Why would they do it? If you were watching it, what would you do? i tell you why it's in my head as well, if I may. And this is... Unple- I'm, I'm going to tell an unpleasant story. On PM, on Radio 4, mm. they had an amazing interview. I don't know what the, what the premise it was. An amazing interview with a young woman. This is horrific, right? So I'm not... In any way, you know... An amazing interview with a young woman who was kidnapped as a child and put in the back of a car, put in the boot, locked in the boot. It was, it was incredible. It was such a good interview. And Eddie Mayer did it spot on. And she was, I think it was someone she knew, and she was driven for like about two hours, locked up in a basement, and then he would sexually assault her. But he would stream it live Ooh. on the internet, right? It's, it's such a horrific story, and it was one of those things where I was, I was in the kitchen, and I just had to stop what I was doing, because I, I couldn't believe, A, that this had happened, and B, this woman was speaking. She was so, I say chilled about it. She was just, like, so down to earth, right? And she now helps survivors and things like that. And um, this guy streamed it, and he did this for, like, four or five nights. And on the last night, he said to her, this has to end because I'm falling in love with you, right? And she realised he was going to kill her, mm. right? And so did one of the people watching it. And one of the people watching it realised that this was actually... She she used a brilliant phrase. <clears throat> she said... One, I'm getting choked up about it. She said, one of, the mon- one of the monsters reported the monster. And it was a fella that had been watching this and realised actually someone was going to die mm. and how horrific this was. And he phoned up the FBI and said, that girl you're looking for, turns out she's... Oh, I've got chills thinking about it. It was the, the, the most horrific... It's the most horrific story, OK? I'm uh, sorry to bring it down to everybody. But he's genuinely got me thinking, Periscope is a really dangerous 
tool. If you imagine that one of those fruitcakes in, um, um, what was it, Brussels mm. or Paris, if they'd been periscoping it, I think they've done it in 24, you know, if they'd been periscoping it, how would you police that? It, is there a, is there like an off switch for Periscope where the police could phone up California and say, you've got to switch Periscope off? I don't think there I is. Know. Is there a report vicinity on it? Um, well, probably, but you can... I've reported to Twitter that people wanted were threatening to kill me and they came back three weeks later saying, well, this doesn't violate any of Twitter's rules. So mm. I don't... I don't know. And I, I've, I brought... A, what a downer I brought to the show and all the calls you just had have, have, have rung off. Thank you, mm. I appreciate that. You can call in. We'll, we'll go back to the fun stuff in a minute. But genuinely, a this this story on on Radio Four was just it was so horrific, and she just told it in such a calm way. And she now goes to schools and talks to kids about you know internet security and uh, all mm-hmm. this kind of stuff. Um, but it really got me thinking that Periscope is is it, you know we're 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 dicking around in front of a camera for for a radio show to try and get a new radio station listeners. Something bad must have happened on Periscope, mustn't it? You're, you're, I've, I've, I've... No, I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure. It, yeah, I'm pretty sure it has. I don't know. We'll have to have a look. I don't. Well, no, I don't but wanna, I don't want to look. Do you know wanna, what I mean? I don't want to look at that. And also, at what point do you watch something and go, "Oh, this is a this is a, a weird um, thing. They're, they're they're acting here." Oh God, it's real. Yeah. I don't know. I, I throw that out there, and lots of lots of you are now talking on um, on Periscope about it. But I can't read what you're saying. I'm afraid. So if you want to talk, you can um, text us. Talk eight seven triple two. Or you can give us a call. 0844-499-1000. On that bummer, let's have some ads. Late Night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. OK. 0844. It turns out at least one person has died on Periscope. We've um, we found a story. Um, Downer. I, I just find it absolutely fascinating. Absolutely fascinating. Um... Do you remember when uh, Twitter was... Uh, by the way, call straight to air. And we, uh, if I see you on the switchboard now, I will take you. Sorry, I ignored a few calls then. 0844-499-1000. Um, when Twitter was like... when um, um, we, What was the first uh, country in the Arab Spring? Was it was it Egypt? Was there one before Egypt? There was one before Egypt, I think. Um, or maybe it was in Iran, when there were protests in Iran. And Twitter was being heralded as this great way of communicating from in, in dictatorships and regimes, and it brings the world together. No, it's not. It's just a place for, for eggs to bully people. That's all it is. It's just a place for eggs to bully, bully sad, lonely people. Uh, you know, that's, that's what it's for. I think Twitter... Uh, if I didn't have to plug this show and other shows, if I didn't have to sell myself... Uh, I would get rid of Twitter in a heartbeat. Because I only follow, I think I follow 39 people, and they're, they're primarily connected with the monkeys. Um, but Twitter is a, is, a, is a fun thing. I don't, mm. I don't, I think it's days I've gone. Met, I've, I've found some people, you know, people make me smile use it, You use it for dogging. <laughs> I don't even have a dog. No, I found some amusing people on there. People make me laugh, and I've yeah. been having you know cruddy days, and they've and it's been cheered up by it. Yeah, but I guess yeah. In, I should really um, engage with my proper friends more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. You know oh, what I mean? Four, Sometimes four, 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 you nine, get nine, quite. You, someone can make you smile, or someone can put something. But it's on the thing, there though. If I if I get a hundred people slagging, if I get a hundred people saying nice things, and one person slagging yeah. me off, that's the one that I hear in my head at four o'clock yeah. in the morning. I know what you mean, and then I dislike myself it for caring. Was interesting talking to Mark Lawson who um, is, uh, you know, sounds like... I've always thought was a very robust gentleman. Lost his job at the BBC on Front Row a couple of years ago. And I didn't get to talk to him much, and I wish I had, because I have heard a couple of things that sounded really interesting. He was at this private eye thing. 
And I said, to, I, I did say to him, are you on Twitter, Mark? He said, oh, no, I couldn't. I couldn't stand it. I couldn't stand the battering that I would get. I can't even look at the comment. If I write an article for The Guardian, I can't even look at the comment section yeah. underneath because it just hurts too much. Yeah. Um, and uh, uh, it just makes you think. Tony Blackburn as well said something similar. Uh, and it does just make you think, you know, that Batman, we're all, we're all people. Leave us alone. I know, but for the most part, you know, people that have a pop on you on Twitter aren't really having... They don't know you. You're just a caricature. So, and that's what my... The healthy side of my head tells me. But, yeah. you know, on a bad day, that can really get to you, that stuff. 0844. I've scared all the, the listeners off with my talk. They're worried I'm going to murder you. I'm not... Honestly, 0844 499 1000 is the, um, the telephone number. Speaking of jihadists, Lily Allen... <laughs> Is um, not currently a jihadist. We have to say for no, 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 no. I like, I like Lily Allen. Lily Allen, Lily Allen, comes in for a, a rough ride. Right? I, 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 yes, I interviewed. Uh, I, I did a show with her dad when he was um, um, in an altered state of consciousness, and it was hard work. And he shouted at me a lot, and it was, it was tough. It was a tough. It's not gig. Lily Allen's fault, is no, it? No, I like Lily Allen. I think she's got a really nice voice. I can't think of any of her songs. Smile. She did a song called yeah. Smile. That was a nice song. I like that. I like Lily Allen, and so do um, Isis. Hang on a second. Line two, you're on the wireless. Am I on, Ian? You're on, yes. Ian? Hello? Good evening, Mr Naughty. Is that Maureen? Have you been watching Big Brother? I haven't been watching Big Brother for a while. No, I haven't. I think you're bloody talented. Well, you're, you're wonderful. You're very, very kind, my dear. Thank you so much. I think you're good. I just want to say I'm putting dog food in my underwear. Thank you very much indeed. There we go, you see. That's, um... Lily's making jihadis smile. Banned extremists, fans of Singer. And then there's also a picture of um, Ross Kemp. I'm looking forward to finding out his connection to the story. Jihadis may hate the West... But they love Lily Allen. That's right. a great opening How line. How can that be, right? <laughs> if, if we're to believe that you know they want to subjugate women and they treat treat them like you know terrible, ter- terribly, why would they like Lily Allen, who is an outspoken feminist? Oh well, they don't want to know the message. But their songs are riddled with message. No, they are though. While the extremists claimed pop songs were forbidden under Islam. They recognised Lily's latest hit on the radio, according to a study. Oh. Many claimed TV was controlled by the government with its anti-Islam agenda, while at the same time admitting they loved watching... Ross Kemp on gangs. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, it is very good. British-born members of band Al-Mahajroon... Mahajroon, yep. Thank you. Claimed football should be outlawed and stadiums used for stoning and executions, but many radicals confessed they were Manchester United fans. They're just hypocrites! ISIS, as well as being murderous thugs, are just hypocrites. Make your mind up. What do you do? You want to watch football or executions in their stadiums? What do you want? It's as if it's just mindless violence and there is no basis in any kind of theory. Or half time entertainment, you know, I don't know. The contradictions within the group, set up by hate cleric Omar Bakri and also known as Islam for UK. Are they? I don't know enough about this group to know if they are jihadists or not. Um, um, it's a doctor. The jihadis were also familiar with the smile hitmaker Lily's other tunes. Smile hitmaker. Um, Dr. Bailey said, who's conducted this research, the Islamists' argument that music is forbidden did not stop one. Right. 
So, right, did not stop one recognising the latest Lily Allen song when played on the radio. So, oh, so one fella. So, the headline, Lily's making jihadis smile, banned extremists, fans of Singer. No. One bloke went, oh, that's Lily Allen. I nearly went for the voice there and I bottled it, which is probably for the best. That's Lily Allen. Proper halal. Is that the line from Three Lions? Is that when he's talking about, um, was he talking about Dixie Fried Chicken or something? Mm, proper halal. The sociologist said group members turned to radicalism after minor clash. One refused to bake a cake. One refused to bake a cake in his home economics class at school because he was fasting. Well, that is basically Jerry Lawton. You've written a story, and I, I do like the Star. It's my go-to paper for um, news about ISIS. You, you've you've made a story out of nothing there. Oh eight four 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 nine nine one thousand is the. Um, Telephone, if you uh, telephone number, if you want to give yeah. Because the way he painted it was like there, were, you know, people yeah. sitting in tents in Syria, yeah. polishing their guns to the sounds of um, Lily Allen's beats. That's a euphemism now. <laughs> Is it, what's this program? Sex box. Right. I haven't seen it. No. I've only seen it mentioned on things like Gogglebox. Right. That's the only box I'm familiar with. But what happens is it's supposed to be like um, a social experiment, but really it's just kind of porn for cowards. And what they do is they get people to go and. Um, do it in a box on set and then they come out and say what it was like that's a television program apparently flipping it is that really that's what we've we've we've, we've... i believe that's what it is what I mean... channel is it on four four used to be proper mucky didn't it yeah but now it's like great. Pretend... do you remember the, the best program they were ever going to have on channel four and they bottled it because like the offcom and the police got involved right the the two best programs the first one was dermot o'leary and uh, it was people were going to stay awake for a hundred hours, right? No more than like, they, they were. It's going to run for weeks until some till they'd all fallen asleep, mm. right? And the point was they weren't allowed to sleep, and if you slept, you're off. Was that like an early Big Brother type? Of it was. It was thing? around bit when Big Brother there was like year two or three, and I was like, "Oh, this will be good." And then they bottled it, and they said, "Oh." Every two hours, you can have a 15-minute sleep break. Well, what's the point in that? That's my life. The other programme mm. that they bottled was Space Cadets with Johnny Vaughan. Did you see that? No, but you've told me about this Oh, before. man. I would... If, if anyone has got Space Cadets on video, it was brilliant. So they got, basically, the thickest reality TV wannabes. Mm. And these were proper... Like fame-hungry. They were... But they were, they were just thick. Right. Really thick, right? And they took them to this base... In the UK, and they said we're going to like um, four of you are going to go to space in a space shuttle. Right, there's about twenty of them, um, and we're going to fly to Russia. So they put them in this plane, and they just flew in a circle for for about six hours. Right, so they all thought they were in Russia. Went back to the same place, and then they had a week of just like um, like tests and stuff like that. And then they picked the four that were going to go... They'll pick three that were going to go to space and one stooge, a bloke I knew called um, Charlie Skelton, who's a writer on the 11 o'clock show. And they put them in this, this mock space shuttle <laughs> and they pretended to send them up to space. So and they thought they were blasting off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then they're in space and basically they're just watching a big screen of Earth, right? <laughs> and they, they got around Did the... They, not... they got around the no-gravity thing. They said that they invented a machine that would, would create gravity... So no G force. Yeah, no, there's none, none, of none of that. None of that. They said it was all. They, 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 they new space. They, they were so thick. They said it's a new spaceship, and there's none of that stuff. We've got oh, none of that yeah, stuff. That seems yeah, plausible. Fine, 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 fine. Um, and then the, the the stooge would be kind of given missions to kind of wind them up and stuff like that. And I always thought it should have ended because they bought it. T- they were in space for four days, right? <laughs> and I all it, it, it ended 
with basically the spaceship being opened and they were in a TV studio. And they went, oh, no. It should have ended with them looking at Earth and either a giant spider or a normal spider just running across Earth or Earth being blown up. They should have blown Earth up with them thinking that that's what they were watching just to see how bad, it, uh, what their reaction was and then said, you can go now, guys. It was a good show. I loved it. It was on around about the same time as a programme called Making Slough Smile. Wow. Which, was, which again, if anyone's got that on VHS, guys, if you could... Um, and how do you make Slough Smile? Oh, you, you, you send a load of tits out there giving people pot plants and singing songs in Slough High Street. All oh, right. I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to take a little break. You're going to phone ring- uh, Owen Elliott and um, we will talk to her after this. The Wild Man of Late Night Radio is back. Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, we're going to take a call in a second. Get rid of that bit because I found what I want now. I want to play a little... Let me just play it. Let me indulge me in for a second with a minute of this. This is one of the best songs you're ever going to hear. Yesterday had nothing to say tomorrow. Station, but f- and someone just tweeted earlier on. Do you do you miss playing music? Yeah, I miss playing stuff like this. Oh, this, it's just the most. It's the most perfect, perfect song, and it, it's two wonderful voices. Uh, Cass Elliot, sadly, no longer with us, but we are very, very lucky that we're live from California. Our second call to the United States this week. It's Owen Elliot, Cass's daughter. Evening, good morning, good afternoon, Owen. <laughs> it's afternoon here, that's for certain. I've got to check, because I follow you on... You're one of the few people I follow on Twitter. I believe... Oh, I feel honoured. You know what? You should be. I believe there was a little dispute in the Elliot household today because you bought <clears throat> expensive vegetables. What the hell is going on over there? <laughs> you know... <clears throat> I don't like to shop for much, but I do like to grocery shop. Now, we have, we have you know, it's a, it's a specialty market. Yeah. It's the specialty market. And you, you spent a little bit more than you should have done, and your, your fella said, Oi! Stop it! Yeah. Stop it! Listen, if the worst thing that I'm doing is shopping for expensive <laughs> groceries, yeah. he's got no worries. <laughs> it's so nice to talk to you. Me and Kath have spoken to you before, and we can I can never get across... Just how much that we both love Cass's voice. And, of course, it, you know, for me, it started with the Mamas and the Papas um, and, and the wonderful records that they made. But I, I, I think it's her, her last four albums for me, the solo albums yeah. and the ones she did with, with, with we're playing now with Dave Mason, 
They're just masterpieces. And I'm looking at it online. The Dave Mason and Cass Elliott album got to number 49 in the States. I know. Cass Elliott. Terrible. The Road is No Place for a Lady and Don't Call Me Mama Anymore. They didn't even chart. Mm. Well, you know, I, I think that... Um... Yeah, who knows? Who knows why the hell they didn't they didn't happen? But but it, but it's sad, and it is definitely some of some of her best work in her later years. And certainly, I was I was as we were listening to the the opening with with Dave Mason. That, that record is so great, oh. and and part of why it's so great is it has a similarity to the Mamas and Papas in that when my mom sang with Denny, mm. it was really magical. Yeah. And it was pretty darn magical with uh, Mr. Mason yeah. as well. It's, you know, it's, it's, nice it's, it is my life's work to get people to buy those four albums because I, I, I just honestly it staggers me that they're not better known. How old were you, Owen, when when your mum passed away? I was seven when she passed away. I was really young. Yeah. And how much do do you remember? I mean, well, seven silly, silly, you know, how much of her do you remember? What do you remember of your mum? You know, I was actually just uh, talking about this with my daughter today. I, I, I don't have a lot of memories mm. of her, um, mostly because her, the nature of what she did for a living took her away from home a lot. Yeah. You know, so she wasn't around a lot when I was when I was little. Were you aware that she was, you know, she was such a huge pop star? Did you know that? Did you know that, Mum? Because I imagine that you kind of grew up with, you know, with like Graham Nash and and uh, Eric Clapton and you know Jimi Hendrix hanging out and stuff like that. Did, did, was, was, I guess that that kind of pop star life was normal to you. It's, it, that's exactly it. It's spot on. It you you know what's normal in your life is is what you know to be normal. Yeah. You know, I mean, you could be a dentist child and the same thing. You know, it's it's. These, this is just my life, yeah. you know. What, what? And, and these guys are like my Dutch uncles. You know what I mean? <laughs> we, we are, we are. We were supposed to get. Well, uh, Cass here with me. We were supposed to get Graham Nash on. Oh, yeah, I am. Um, you, you must have it, it up. Yeah, you, you totally, We were supposed to speak to Graham Nash last week, and I was so excited, uh, Owen, because he's one of my heroes. And I, t- I came in early, and I left my children crying because Daddy was leaving for work early. Oh, man. And what happened, Cass? Um. Well, I realised that they hadn't sent me the phone number. Like an hour before we were supposed to talk to them and then I was frantically calling them and it was the Easter holiday so it's not happened but I'm trying to retrieve it and I think Graham Nash is going to come in okay hopefully but he's you you I mean you would have known him you do you still still do you still speak to these guys Owen on occasion uh when I I spoke I saw Graham and David um a year ago right. when they played here in Los Angeles and I was fortunate enough to be able to go to the show and I, I saw them both there yeah um they're lovely lovely people both of them the weird thing about your mum right is um it, it, it is because I don't think she is the I, I, I don't think she's remembered as much as she should be we all think of California dreaming and you know kind of the the mamas and the papas and the big hits why do you think that that her solo stuff and there are a couple of hits that, that, that stand out but a lot of her solo stuff isn't as well well, as well looked after by the record company as perhaps it should be, and as well recognised and remembered as, as it should be. Well, <clears throat> if, you're, if you're referring to the last few records, which I suspect you mm. are, um, I, it, part of it is the record company's fault, yeah. in that if for a long time they really didn't know 
that they even had those records in their in their catalog. Um, they weren't hits, so nobody remembered them, which kind of you know goes back to your original comment about how they weren't how they weren't charted you know hits yeah. at all those last couple of records. Um, but I, I think that uh, with the advancements in digital age and I, I, you know what what's happened at least in the record business is that record companies are getting bought by bigger bigger record companies, mm-hmm. and when that happens. The people who are in charge of all of those recordings, those maybe ten thousand recordings, they've got a lot of a lot of stuff to do. Mm-hmm. They don't they don't worry about everybody, you know. Yeah, and and the stuff uh, gets lost. I I I you, you know I've released a couple of obscure sort of monkeys records, and the, the the amount of work it took to get a record company to even acknowledge that they own those records because it all just gets lost. You know, this small record company gets bought up by a bigger one, gets bought up by a bigger one, gets bought up by right. a multinational, and they're right. they're all kind of lost. Exactly, because one hand one hand doesn't know what the other one is doing. <laughs> quite quite honestly, you, you know. You and, you saw Mum live a few times, didn't you? You know, I did. I remember seeing her. Let me just throw my dog out. <laughs> well, what's your dog called? Ridiculous. He's a. He's a. What do you call them? A sausage dog. <laughs> yeah, we call them sausage dogs. Yes. Yeah. Why have you got such a ridiculous dog? Oh, because he's he is ridiculous. Good. That's good why. for you. Well done. Perfect. I love those dogs. They're characters, aren't they? Oh my God, he's he's bigger than his brain is bigger than his body. <laughs> you know what I mean? But you know, it's. Uh, it's so hard. Those those records are really great. I, I wish that they would get promoted more. Um, it, the the contracts that govern all those records are just shoddy. Yeah, they're just yeah. terrible. And um, they've they've never um, they've never they've never come out. <laughs> they they put them out, but they don't do any any you know publicity about it and you know what let's face it nobody buys records anyway no no exactly anymore you 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 did see you did see your mum live didn't you do you remember it you know i remember going to see her when she was recording the last record yeah i remember going to and we went to chicago remember i was really little you know so um i remember going to chicago i remember going to mr kelly's which was the the club that she had recorded the record in yeah um, but that's kind of, you know, my my six- or seven-year-old memory had more to do with the fact that the guy told me I couldn't bring my jello back to my seat. <laughs> that was what my concentration was on. So I don't remember too much about the show. <laughs> and it, I'm it, like, I can't take my jello? What? <laughs> what kind of joint is this? <laughs> it, must be, it must be weird having... My, my dad died a couple of years ago, right? And we, I, I, mm. I, didn't, I didn't really get on with him very well until the last few years of his life. And I, I, I've got very little of him. I've got a few photographs. I've got a tiny uh, little record that he made, you know, in a booth, a two-minute record. Mm. And that's kind of all I've got. It, it, what's it like having your mum, I guess, kind of everywhere? Because there are the records. You go on YouTube and you type in Cass Elliot or Mama Cass... And hundreds right of videos pop up, you know, her with Johnny yeah. Cash, her with John Sebastian, her, uh, you know, hosting yeah. her own show, all of this stuff. I- is it weird that you can kind of totally. her? <laughs> it's totally weird. Yeah. It's cool, though, you know, and, and it brings back um, memories that I maybe otherwise wouldn't have, you know. And uh, recently here in the States, they've been re-airing um, old episodes of the Johnny Carson show. Oh, wow. Formerly known as The Tonight Show. Yeah. They can't, they can't call it that for legal reasons. Oh, but can they not? It as the, 
Oh, the, because the Tonight Show is an entity that's owned by NBC. Oh, no. How could they check? So that's they're, terrible. <laughs> so they're airing the Johnny Carson show on, like, a pretty obscure, you know, cable channel. And they just aired my mom's oh, last appearance. Wow. Did you know so it was coming up? Was did you know it was coming twist. up? Or did you just turn it on and it was like, oh, God, there's mom? No, I knew it was coming up. Thank you to Twitter. Well, wow, and, yeah. And the minions on Twitter, yeah. as it were. Um, yeah, someone tipped me off to it. And I had already been taping it because we're kind of, you know, TV junkies around yeah. here. Yeah, I bet. Because um, it's really a trip to see some of these, you know, people like Robin Williams. Yeah. You know, oh, in like 1980. That. Oh, and listen, stay there. I've got to pay the rent for a second. Can we come back to you in a couple of minutes? Is that okay? Okay. Of course. Okay, I love her so much. We have to, you know what we have to do? We have to, um, when we come back, we're going to ask her if we can go and kip at hers and if she can I'm sure she'll be up get us flights over there. Uh, this is Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Uncut after hours conversation for the up all night generation. Late night Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. When I go away, I know my heart can stay with my love. It's understood, it's in the hands of my love. Cause my love does it good. Oh, what a voice. I mean, seriously, what a voice. I know what I'm listening to on the way home. Uh, that, that, of course, is Cass Elliot, and we're joined by Cass's daughter, Owen Elliot Kugel. Uh, uh, Owen, I, I mean, it's just, it's just so wonderful. Who's, it, who's, are you in charge of kind of, um, um, uh, Cass's, um, sort of memory and her website and, and, and keeping her in the public domain? Yes, yes, and yes. Good. And it's, um, and it's quite the undertaking. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> you know. It 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 really is. Um, I'm I'm really so fortunate to to have that kind of a problem. Let me say that. Well, I mean, I mean, and what what you know, what a legacy to have to carry around with you. I mean, there's there's not. A, I don't. I can't think of a dud rec, dud song that she's done. You know, with, with most even the Beatles, I can think of a couple of turkeys they recorded. I can't think of a dud that she made. Yeah, she she had a, she had very good taste in music, no question. And this, but, I, but I really I really do love, especially this stuff, you know, from like from this record because it's stuff that she really wanted to do. You know, we've spoken about that yeah. before about how these the records I, I, that she made later in life were really truly her passion records. Yeah, and and um, that's why they mean so much to me. What do you think if she was still around now? What, what what do you think she'd be doing? I think she'd be in Vegas. Really. Yep. Or, or glitz and glamour and, and, and tits and teeth. Well, I think she would have had some more chances there because she certainly she certainly did have a couple of, of runs in yeah. Vegas. One not so successful, and the other one, uh, the comeback was successful. Well, one um, was ruined because she was so nervous. I, I, I think I've got this right. She was so nervous, so she was taking all kinds of things to stop the nerves, and that ruined the performance. But I, I, she's such a confident performer when you see video of her that I, it, it seems hard to imagine her being nervous. 
Well, you know, we all we all have our our little things about us, right? Yeah. I mean, I I I think that um, yeah, she she did get nervous. She did get nervous. What, the, 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 as far as you're aware, I know we've spoken about this. The, the, this is you know, that... one of the. I'm just gonna. I'm sorry. I'm gonna backtrack for one yeah, second. Go on, one go, of, of the reasons she was so nervous about that show. Yeah. What was that? It was really one of the first times she was standing on that stage by herself. Yeah, of course. You know, she'd been up there with her friends, and had that security of you know when you're when you're up there on a stage, it's a scary place to be, and yeah. if you can have somebody else with you, that's the best way to do it. Anyway, I just had to put that. No, up. no, you're, you're 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 absolutely right, of course, because yeah, I, I, of course, up until that point, she'd been singing with with the mamas and the papas, and and she was one of four voices. She had and, a really interesting. Before that, she'd been with the big three. Yeah, and before that, she'd been with the mugwump with John you Sebastian, know, so... of course, who we had on the first week of the show. Correct. So, and she know. was also she was. This is another fascinating thing I find about uh, uh, about Cass, is that she was auditioning for the same parts that Barbara Streisand was going for before either of them That's were stars. Yeah, which is incredible. And and there, and then of course there was her follow up line to to that experience of you know there just aren't many parts for a, a two hundred pound ingenue. I suppose just, you know. I suppose it's so. Just fewer, fewer, and farther between. Oh God! I, 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 um, you know, I, one of the, the the people that I really wish her and Carl Wilson from the Beach Boys are the two uh, people I wished I I could have just spent ten minutes in their company with the well, the voices of angels. You, can I tell you about Carl Wilson? Please do, because please. One of my heroes. I, he, one of the sweetest, most wonderful human beings you would ever have the opportunity to meet. Oh, good. He was just a lovely person. He was my best friend's uncle. Wow. Um, and Oh, of uh, course, of course he was, because you're yeah. friends with Wilson Phillips. Of course I'm making, yes. Well, he's, he's Carney and Wendy's yeah. Uncle Carl. Yeah, of course he and, is. And, you know, um, yeah, we... <laughs> We spent quite a bit of time with, with him, and he was a lovely man. I mean, just mm. and of course had the voice to, oh, to match it. Is, is there I mean, is as there... angelic as that voice was? Think about him singing "Heaven." Oh man, don't! I mean, "Heaven" and "God Only Knows" are two of the, oh, the purest God. pop vocal performances of by anybody. I think. No, no question, hands down, no hands down. Uh, but and Carl actually sang on. Um, on my mom's version of Disney Girls. Yeah, yeah. He he was part of the background group that they dubbed <laughs> the High Beach Mamas. Yeah. <laughs> which I thought was hysterical. And when you know that, you can hear his voice. I didn't know that for a first few listens, and then I read oh, the yeah. sleeve notes, and then you go, oh, yeah, there it is. You know, that uh-huh. sweet voice. You do You do know Wilson Phillips. You're, you're, yes. you're kind of friends with those guys. Or since we were... Well, I'm not going to say we're in diapers. Well, yeah, when we're in diapers, <laughs> and they're still going. We, again, I've got. A, I love. I love Wilson Phillips. I got a soft spot for them, and they're still going, aren't they? They're they're they're, they're still making records and doing gigs and things, aren't they? They are. They're pay- playing a couple of shows a month. I mean, they're on the road. They're actually, Brilliant. you know, doing their thing, yeah. and they sound better than they've ever sounded. Wow. You know, as as people grow older and mature yeah. and master their crafts, you know, uh, you get better with, with time, as they say, like a fine wine. So, Owen, oh, listen, Catherine and I, at some point, we're going to have to... Have you got a spare room? 
<laughs> no, I don't. Okay. I wish I would. Have you got? Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not having that. Have you got uh, like a pull-out sofa bed, or have you got? A, 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 have you got spare <laughs> room on your floor? Sleeps on it. <laughs> My husband sleeps on it because he snores. <laughs> oh, in that case, fair enough. Then we'll, we'll listen. If we ever come over, we're going to take you out for lunch or something because it, it's just such a joy to talk to you, and you know all of the people that you've you've met and you you grew up with. You know, you're right, Uncle David Crosby, Uncle Graham Nash, and Carl Wilson and stuff like that. I've just tweeted. At Ian Lee, I've just tweeted that, that you can buy a box set of the last three records. Uh, the um, um, Cass Elliot, "This Road Is No Place for a Lady," and "Don't Call Me Mama." Uh, yeah. I, I've just tweeted the link where you can get all those in a nice little box set. While you're there, right. go and get the Dave Mason and, uh, and Cass Elliot album as well. That you can get them for for, for a steal well, on Amazon. That one's going to be a bit harder to find. The Mason Cass record, but it's out there if people look for it. It's out. No, they they released it on CD in this country a little while ago. Oh, that's good to know. Have you not got a copy of it? You know, I think I do in my in my closet somewhere. You know, people don't uh, people don't play CDs anymore. In fact, I just had I was just talking to my husband about um, buying a new laptop. Oh yeah, um, which because mine's from 2010. Yeah, and I have the you know the CD. Slot in the side, you know the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. CD-ROM, uh, whatever the. And I said, well, you know, we have to get one with that we can put CDs in. And he goes, why? Oh no! Oh and no! I said, don't! I love I CDs. Said, no, no, no. I, 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 I have to because <laughs> you know, I can't. I, I need to be able to put. You know, so the tangible, oh god, the tangible CD is, sounds very you know. tense in your household at the moment, Owen. I hope you sort it out. Listen, <laughs> it, it's so nice to talk to you, and I, I love it when your name pops up on Twitter. And I, I appreciate you keeping in touch with us. Thank you so much. And if anything, you know, happens that you need to plug or anything, Owen, you get in touch, and you've got a, you've got a, a, a slot on this show anytime you want. Oh, you guys rock! Thank you for reaching out, and I'll see you all on the Twitterverse. We will see you in the Twitterverse, Owen. God bless you, Owen Elliot Kugel, uh, Cass Elliot's daughter and uh, friend of. Uh, oh, of course, I, I knew that she knew Wilson Phillips. I forgot the connection. Of course, that they, the, the, the Wilsons would be related to Carl Wilson. Of course. How stupid. And the, the, she mentioned a really obscure Carl Wilson song, Heaven, which is on, on one of his solo albums. I can't remember if it's the first or the second one. I think it's the second one, but I might be wrong. And it's just, oh, man, it's just a joy. Oh, and God bless you and your family. Thank you so much uh, for that. Uh, the last few minutes of the show. If you want to see those um, CDs, you can get the... I'm going to... Look, let me tweet the Dave Mason and Cass Elliott one as well, because you can get them for an absolute steal. An absolute steal. Let me do that. Here we go. Here's uh, the Dave Mason and Cass. Elliot. Oh, I spelled Dave wrong. Hang on a second. Cass, do you want to come in and help me out just while I do this? I'm 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 busy selling stuff. Busy selling stuff. Oh dear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Isn't she a delight? She, I love her. She did say we couldn't stay at her house though. I didn't hear that, so she was, I'm. She was she was making up all kind. She was making up all kinds of excuses. Oh, I haven't got a spare room. Oh, my husband sleeps on the pull out sofa I've bed. Got, I've got a tent. I don't mind like keeping in the garden. We've <laughs> oh, got to ask her about the dress, didn't we? Oh. Oh, we'll have to have her back on. Yeah, we'll get her back on. Um, there we go. Look at that. I've just tweeted that. So that's um, how you do it. I love I, her. I, 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 and those those albums, those albums are brilliant. And there's so little about Cass out there. You know, there's there's a great the greatest hits. By the way, is great. There's a Mama Cass collection or whatever it's yeah, called. Yeah, but that's nice entry level stuff. Yeah, but the rest good. of it's great as well. There's a good book. There was a good book written about her. That was a little bit dry. Yeah, dream a little dream of me. It was a little bit dry, but it was it it, it had all the facts in there. And um, 
I mean, just, you know, just it's such a sad death at such a young age. Carl Wilson died. Carl Wilson, how old was he when he died? He was something like um, 56 or 53 or something. You just think, flipping heck, man, that's outrageous. There's a few minutes if you want to call straight to air. You're more than welcome to. 0844 499 1000 if you want. We've still got 130 people watching us on Periscope. I don't know if I... I don't know if I... I don't know if I would watch... Yes, I would watch it. Do you know what? If if Tommy Boyd were to do a show, or, or if Nick Abbott were to do it on Periscope, I think I'd probably watch of course you would. a bit of it. I tell you what Periscope is good for. Sometimes um, um, one of the monkeys will uh, Periscope a sound check or something. That's quite exciting. Yeah, you know what? It's exciting to people <clears throat> who are not used to... You know, this is mysterious for a lot of people. I have friends. <clears throat> my voice is going, uh-oh. <clears throat> I have friends who work on Facebook. Uh-huh. And you remember Facebook do a similar thing where you can stream live video footage mm. on Facebook. I, I wonder if that is uh, uh, ever going to generate the same kind of audience that Periscope does. It's like trying to come up with an alternative to Twitter after mm. Twitter's already done it. I don't know. Should I be worried that my voice is going, is going a little bit croaky? No, but I'm, yeah, I'm <clears> going <throat> to get earache in uh, collaboration with your voice. What going. does that mean? Oh, you'll go on about it. Flipping <laughs> heck! Really? Is that, is that what you're going to... Is that what you're going to end with? That's your parting shot? Is, um, no, I'm very sympathetic, obviously. Having a pop at uh, me. So, um, what, what um, one of these? We, we, oh, I know what we. I know what the whole show was meant to be. Where's the Daily Mail? Quick, let's just do the end of the show about yeah, it. Well, yeah, where's the Daily Mail? Oh, the New Day. I've not read that paper yet, and I don't think I ever will. Oh, I forgot about that paper. Yeah, I know. I, I, I probably won't. The Daily Mail. Very, very sad. Ian Duncan Smith having a cry about, what is it, IDS weeps on TV for single mum felt by the system. Now, I didn't see the TV footage, but in these pictures, what I'm seeing is the crying face my kids do when they're trying to get the other one into yeah, trouble. There's no actual... It, what I'm seeing is a man really... Trying to squeeze it out. To squeeze one out. <laughs> Ian Duncan Smith, who I don't think has a soul, let alone tear ducts, broke down and cried. Did no. He, did he, though? During a TV documentary, he recalled the plight of a single mother failed by the system. So hang on, he's crying over one person. Why doesn't he try and think of the, I don't know, millions of people that were screwed over by the spare room subsidy? He introduced that, didn't he? I don't really know politics. I just like to pretend that I do, but I don't actually know politics. He would have in- he would have introduced the spare room po- uh, subsidy. He, he's someone who said that um, you know um, what they call what do they call it? They sanctions on yeah. benefits can make yeah. people uh, people are grateful for them because it makes them get their act together. Oh, do you know who made? And do you know who made the documentary? Who's that? His lop. Should have asked him about it, but oh. I said in the papers then. The former Work and Pension Secretary, who dramatically quit the Cabinet last month by stabbing his um, friend in the back, became oh, emotional gone too far, didn't he? as he contrasted the fortunes of a struggling teenager in a council estate with those of his daughter. The daughter of a multi-millionaire, soulless man who takes money from the, the weakest and the poorest, um, yet um, uh, it surely gives a thumbs up when um, uh, the, the bankers get big bonuses and, and, and tax levels are lowered. Mr Duncan Smith was caricatured by the left as the uh, government's hatchet man after presiding over, get this guys, billions of pounds of welfare cuts. Billions of pounds of welfare cuts. And now he's crying. 
This is oh, mum. What about all the what about all the other people affected by the billions of pounds of cuts, you soulless demon? We can say that, can't we? We can call him a soulless demon. It's it's, it's factually correct. It's not libelous in any way. Um, I don't know whether we can prove he's a demon. That's it, guys. That's your lot. If you want to go and download the Best of Podcast, you can. If you go to uh, iTunes or your regular podcast provider and download it, it's there. Back tomorrow at 10. Ta-ta! Talk Radio. Digital debate for the UK. Talk Radio. We'll get you talking.